You know, when I think of going to work every day and the passion and the intelligence, um, the resolve, the discipline that everybody showed, I also think of two questions that we all have received during the course of multiple publicity runs. And one is, did we know that this movie was going to receive this kind of response? Meaning, was it gonna make billions of dollars? Was it gonna make a billion dollars? Was it um, going to still be around during this award season? And the second question is, has it changed the industry? Has it actually changed the way this industry works? Um, how it sees us? And, and my answer to that is to be young, gifted, and black. Um, we all know what it's like to be told that there is not a place for you to be featured, yet you are young, gifted, and black. We know what it's like to be told to say there's not a, a screen for you to be featured on, a stage for you to be featured on. We know what it's like to be the tail and not the head. We know what it's like to be beneath and not above. And that is what we went to work with every day because we knew not that we would be around during award season or that it would make a billion dollars, but we knew that we had something special that we wanted to give the world, that we could be full human beings in the roles that we were playing, that we, cre we could create a world that exemplified a world that we wanted to see. We knew that we had something that we wanted to give. Hey, one move, one thing, one move, and that shit don't change the sir. Real niggas do real fucking things, real niggas do. Hey, there's only one code, one thing, one move, and that shit don't change the sir. Real niggas do real fucking things, real niggas do real fucking things. I like the size of my high school and my college because I went to a regular size high school, McMain, but then like Dillard was nice and petite enough for me to be focused. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always wanted to get the huge student population experience, but I ended up going to my high school in Dillard. I thought I wanted that until Katrina happened and then I went to Georgia State for that semester and I was like, wow. I yeah. Elsa. TSU Georgia State was freaking huge, G. It was yeah. a world. <laughs> I think I would have liked that. Like, I like big, big cities and like kind of big population. I don't know why I just do. I think I would have liked it more if I stayed on campus. I think it's because I stayed with my mom's, like, in Powder Springs, Georgia, and having to, like, commute. It might have been more fun if I was in the thick. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Uh, one thing is, I often wonder if I would even, like, if I had to make that choice again, would I go to Dillard or not, knowing what I know now, you know? I think I would, but um, my method of operations would be different. You know, I would, I, would, I would focus more on what I know I need to focus on versus what they're telling me to focus on. Okay. Real. <laughs> Real, I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one all the way. If I were if, if if I were to go to Dillard still, that's exactly what I would have to do because 
You know what I mean? Otherwise, you leave feeling like, damn, I paid all this money and I learned some shit. Yeah. I'm equipped for some shit, but it's still a lot of shit that you didn't still, equip me for. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it just, it hurts that, damn, I'm in debt paying y'all off and I feel like I learned half of what I needed to outside. outside. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So, what school you went to? I went to Loyola. Oh, okay. But gotcha. I was in musical theater, like, outside of Loyola, but doing theater and operas inside Loyola. And they were like, all on me, like, why are you doing it outside? I'm like, because this is where the real, yeah. this is where the real experiences happen. Like, you sugarcoat it with the, with the students. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. oh, I got so much experience. Like, it, and it helped because when I was in, like, my actual, you know, student productions, like, I did a really good job. Yeah. I got always got A's and all the other stuff because I I had already been equipped to what I was learning outside of um outside of Loyola. Yes indeed. Yeah. And then at a spot like Loyola, I can only imagine having to depend on them casting you in the things right. that you felt like you were worth. Like trying to trying to navigate that Well, field. I was a token. So there was always a, a role for me, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um but I did I didn't do mostly theater at Loyola. I did like one maybe two productions there um theater wise but i did mostly like operas and stuff oh you got the killer voice yeah i forget yeah yeah you did both so so i i don't know i think it was it was a good experience because still my opera kids don't know how to act mm -hmm. so i was able to do that and they were like okay well i mean i could sing like i really thought i could sing but like also i think that I had an advantage of like having acting experience because they even did that with like some of the other opera kids that had didn't necessarily learn their acting from Loyola. They just knew it because they, you know, they have, I don't know, parents who were opera stars and they just like knew, you know, like stuff like that. Oh, they so, probably like, just knew how to get by enough given oh, yeah. what it like, is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So those are the people that they would always give like, you know, the main roles to. And they never, the thing was, it's like the opera program, you they never told any of the kids, like, it, it wasn't their requirements to take an acting class. It wasn't mm -hmm. in their requirements to do anything but music, like singing and, like, learn the piano and stuff. And I'm just like, acting is, in, is a part of that. Yeah. You and think the, um, it, will, it brings out the freaking show. Yeah. It, it also influences how your voice, you know, projects if you know how to act. That is another. That is another experience to talk about for another day. Cause I could go into Loyola so much. I love my experience at Loyola, but that was like one of the main critiques I had was that none of the kids in my studio were, you know, they weren't forced to go to, to take acting classes. But even the acting classes aren't even that. They're not all that. You think the token thing kind of like forced you to go outside of the school? opportunity pool? Mm -mm. No, I just think it was a... I never went outside of it. I should say, like, even before I went to Loyola, I was doing theater. Okay. So, like, that was already in my, my back pocket when gotcha. I got there. Gotcha. Um, and a lot of the kids that were coming into Loyola had never done anything Honestly, really... You want to jump right here? This might be, uh, this I had done, like, professional performances before I even got to Loyola. Where I got paid yeah. from like these local theater companies and everything. Gotcha. Um, so knowing that there were kids, once I came in, like they were trying to find out, you know, how they could get into it. You know, I was almost like their resource yeah. for that. I mean, so things I had issues with was 
I love see I love being at Dillard. I love being at a smaller like HBC. Well, I love being at HBCU period. Like that that just was great. You know what I'm saying? Um Katrina robbed the theater department of a lot of things. And that's mm-hmm. where that's what I, I I really felt failed because like I mean the, the school I grew up um I had a lot of uh family members that went to Dillard University. So it was like I was a legacy. So I had like that part of my um scholarship and a bunch of other stuff. So I would always get these brochures like Dillard University's theater department was like known like you know what I'm saying oh, yeah. I would like they, they knew what they whole freaking uh which what you call it was season? season was like the top of the year and shit so I'm thinking man like if I because in my, in my mind I thought I can go out of town like to like Howard or Clark or some shit like you know that, that was somewhere in my brain but then I was like man but if I do stay in New Orleans I'm gonna go to Dillard's I'm gonna do this theater thing there because I just grew up thinking that they was prominent you know big time mm-hmm. so First year there, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna just lay low. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gonna rush to it. I'm gonna just, it's my first meet year. I'm about to suss things out. I remember on the end of my set, first meet year, I, I talked to the theater department here and I was like, okay, next year I'm about to come in, like, you know, whoop de woo. <laughs> Katrina. Katrina was the next year and it was like, bitch. So then it took a while for the whole department to bounce back. And one thing that never bounced back was the amount of professors. Like, I love, I love my professor at Dillard, but we only had one theater professor. And I always felt like, man, like, I wish I could have got the dynamics that they had before when they had, like, five. Yeah. You heard me? And, you know, it, it just that just felt limiting as well as, like, even though it was a small school after Katrina, it got smaller, yeah. which meant the competition was even smaller. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So it was like, I'm getting these leading roles and stuff, but I'm still feeling like I wish there was more people to play with or to compete with or to test my sharp and my iron with. You know what I'm saying? So you throw that in the bubble of they also teach you everything about theater, but there's this whole business. There's this whole business side to it that I just really wish. Yes. Because when, when you get into the business aspect of like, because people talk about acting. I didn't just only just want to be a theater actor. I want to be an actor. I want to know everything about theater. I want everything about film. I want to do it all. But like most times in a lot of these programs, they only teach you theater. And I'm like, yo, man, how come when I get out into this world, I don't feel... Like I can do anything. I feel like I know I can do this theater shit, but that other stuff looks kind of intimidating, and it shouldn't be given the fact that I got a whole degree. I paid all this money. Yes, but well, not but, but I'm gonna just say in retrospect, you know, we do kind of realize now that that those are damn near two separate art art forms. You know, the acting business itself, and then you know, acting. And what I'm saying is that more college curriculums need to, like need to stop just trying to sell it. They should, just, they, should just, they should just have like drama degrees or acting degrees. Whereas if you want to go on a theater track, right. there's a theater track, but there's yeah. a film track or whatever. And there should be certain um, classes that they make you take regardless. Because they, they had it anyway in all our curriculums coming up. That they made us take this, they made us take that. Well, maybe a film business class needs yeah. to be taken. An acting for film class, no matter if you're on a theater track, should be taken. Should be like, like dude, the only film acting thing I had was when the homie Virgil came through and gave us a fucking uh, workshop one yeah. time, G. Every, if, I wasn't, if we weren't doing our own films... I would have been out here with nothing, never knowing nothing about film at all, and only doing theater. And when you in New Orleans, we only got so much theater, right. and the real big time theater, you know, it's like Atlanta, Chicago, New Yorks, and stuff. So it's like that 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 makes you feel limited and feel like I got a degree, but I'm still not equipped. So I feel like just in the whole college 
just yeah, fundamentally, fundamentally yeah. what we're talking about, like they, they have an old school way of teaching, of thinking how uh, uh, theater artists should be equipped um, educationally. And I'm like, nah, nigga, y'all need to reevaluate that. We're trying to be mm -hmm. full actors, yeah. not just that. You know what I mean? Because that's yeah. already a hard, um, it's all, uh, that art form, theater as an art form is already like, it's already teetering. Yeah. You feel me? So. Yeah. That, that that's the part that's the part of it of like you know what I mean if I did if I went if I if I had to choose it again if I I'd probably go to some kind of conservatory or to some film thing or if I but if I decide to stay at Dillard I would be at Dillard but my thought process is okay I know I need to get this together that together fuck what they talking about about me not being able to audition other places because that was a thing they would be like you can't audition other places while you at Dillard and shit and I'm like wait what the fuck you mean well I would definitely do Dillard plus a conservatory for sure for sure. I mean, there's other people that just kind of, you know, make their own degree out of just being there. I know people, that's what I started to do when I was at Loyola towards the end. I wish I had more time to, like, take more business courses so I knew how to, like, you know, promote myself and, um, you know, take care of my own money without having to hire someone else to do it for me. Um, I think that's what I'm learning to do at the moment with Especially right now, especially with the COVID, because like that's that's really what you got to do in order to survive out here. Um, and that's a word. That's a vibe word. Like, <laughs> do they do college curriculums currently directly teach you how to survive as an artist? Is my question. I don't think so. Well, I, don't, I, I think I it's different levels. Like you dig? Like, I think the bachelor level it should teach you how to survive on on, on that level. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you want to go to the next level, that's why they got masters and, and PhD programs. But like when when I look at my degree uh, with the BA, I think about how like um, one I I only went and got the like I went to school and got the the basics and everything wasn't offered like it should have been, but when it was I took everything I could. But I like for the basics, I I, I I went to a school and went had went got a major and then had all around education when I should have just went focused on that major only, and you can only get that in the master's program, and I didn't want to continue my education. So therefore, I like I don't really like. Sometimes I get mad at my experience because I feel like I should have had more. But then I felt like, oh well, there was more out there. I just didn't go get it, you know. So I just I, I just I just love the fact that I went to HBCU and everything that I learned with the HBCU experience instead of for as the acting experience. I still feel like that was limited and. Katrina limits a lot of shit though for yeah, us. But I mean Katrina did. But I'm just saying, like I said, fundamentally I feel like it's limited. But even still, like. Even if I'm leaving your bachelor's program, if I'm going to your private HBCU and I'm paying, I don't know, 20K or some shit, 30K or some shit, like, I shouldn't be feeling like I have to go and get a master's in order to be successful. I should be able to find well, some modicum of success with your BA before I have, like, the master's should make me, okay, it could get me to another level, which should afford other things, but I should be able to, like, because that, that, was, that was the bullshit they sold us, right? It was like, money you, you put you know, all the money, we got a high school, because at one point, uh, if you go back generations, all you needed was a high school diploma. Then, then the whole thing was sold of, no, you got to get a college degree to be the shit. So then we have a whole two few generations of, you better get that college degree. So you get the college degree, and now we're entering into this phase of, well, if you don't got a master's. But I'm saying, motherfucker, like you just said, for the amount of money, you should be able to have some kind of payback, like some kind of minimum, like halfway decent payback. That's what hurts the most is that, you know, you spend all this money still to make minimum wage. Or less. Right. right. You know, so that's all. I'm just saying it's just certain fundamentals. I can't, you know, we can't, it's not in our power to go and, you know, fix the shit, but it's like something needs to be fixed. That's all. That's like, all some saying. of it really doesn't, doesn't seem like rocket science. Like some of it seems very like simple. Like if we can sit here and figure shit. With a bachelor's degree, dog, I'm trying to figure out what is there to show for. 
Like, what can you get for a bachelor's degree? Like, what job out there is saying, hey, I'm going to pay you nicely for a bachelor's degree worth? Okay, cool, cool. Like, what, what does that look like? So, like, you know, with a bachelor's degree and no experience, you dig? Like, what what, what can you be offered for real? Like, it just, it's, it's a catch-22, you know what I'm saying? I think that, like, in the curriculum, they should have where you do have, out, like you, like Martin said, outside experience along with your inside experience. That that should be automatically in the curriculum. That's like, by the time you, you know what I'm saying? Supposed to internship, blah, 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 That's an internship, dog. Still, that's a, you gotta have more than that, though, dog. Like, that's, it's just like... I'm not saying that's all you have to have. I'm but, saying but you, that, that... There's that loophole. That's part of That's your, the loophole. That's part of your college performance you you have to do an internship yeah, which yeah. is supposed to get you because that, that's one of the things that i often tell new students all the time i'm like bro your internship may be the most important thing that you choose while you're at this fucking four-year situation because depending on what your internship is you you will make the connection that will get you the job that you need regardless of what the fuck happens you know what i mean yeah. like we started this conversation mainly talking about the artist life because you know what i mean bachelor's degrees for other people is very different <laughs> but yeah. when we talk about as artists that is a that is a yeah, succinct thing. That's what I was I was, I was gonna say, son. I was, I was gonna say, you know, just to be a little bit, you know, honest about the about the whole thing, you know, before we decided to pursue those particular degrees, we already went went into a kind of knowing that this isn't exactly the quickest, highest paying, you know, field. And I'm not telling you're right, but I'm just saying, and in that that curriculum should know that. And set us up better. It's le at least with inform at least with information. They do. They say at least with information. You know what I mean? I ain't say saying you gotta be. You know what I mean? <laughs> now fuck that because the thing is, you don't even need a degree to be successful in film. True. You know what I mean? I don't need a master's to go be in a movie tomorrow. You feel me? If they book me in that shit and I need no piece of that shit. So yeah, I don't even think they're looking at my degree. They don't care about your bachelor's to do this film shit. So that's what I'm saying. If I paid this money to be equipped with information, because that's what the hell I went in for to maximize my skill. You should have some primo fucking information. I should have all the information. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Even if I don't use all information, because I learned theater management when I like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they quit me like a month. I, I yeah, they, they, they say, hey, baby, if we give you all the information, then how are you gonna get you these other degrees? Man, like info is info is currency. Come on, now you gotta pay the rest of the subscription if you want the full download. You hear me? And the rest of the subscription is a master's program. My nigga, you want the full subscription? You gotta pay the other thirty thousand. And truthfully, the masters only do for theater is let you be able to be a professor. Other than that, it you ain't even a professor. You're a teacher. But, but no, you're a professor. No, you're a professor. If you get the masters, you can go to college and be a professor, and that's the main thing that's like stripped from you when you just have a bachelor's. But other than that, and getting your skill up, my G, you and a lot of people got masters and be in the same position that some of our bachelors having artists are in. That's absolutely. So it's like it's again. I just feel like we should be better equipped. There are certain things, and I don't know what the like. I'm not speaking as if I know the answers or I know the code. I just know as being a product of a piece of it. I know what I felt like I was lacking. I knew I was lucky in a lot of girls. I, I was prepared in a lot of girls, but I was lucky in a lot of regards because um, some shit I just fell into. You heard me? Yeah. Some, you're, yeah. and, and, and there's yeah, things. There's, there's definitely let a roundtable round meeting that needs to happen about it. Let me ask you this. How many plays in Loyola were you in? Actual Loyola plays. Um, let's see. One, two, three. It was about four or five, I think. Dang. But I did, I would say... Um, during my Loyola career, outside of Loyola, I may have done maybe four or five times that while I was there. Because I did most of my stuff outside of Loyola while I was there. Man, <laughs> I, always talk, I always think about that. People that don't go to HBCUs, especially in this art world, how many opportunities they get. You know, you're really kind of I know y'all. I know y'all. I said y'all. 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 Come on, late like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like y'all. I feel like y'all cracked the ice on that. But uh, it do boggles the mind. 
Yeah, but but it's 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 a thing of she was telling us how she was a token, so she was probably afforded more situations than some people were. And and but here go the thing too, Jessica. Like uh, you sing very you, well. You sing, act, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean. You almost had to be so fucking impressive. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, what's my partner Kai? Was talking about how he had a lot of trouble uh, getting main roles because he wasn't a singer. He mainly did the acting track, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Man, it just felt like getting more than the you bar." You have to be above and beyond for them to even notice you just a little bit. Right. It's like, especially like that's anywhere though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in, in any that's white true. space. In any white space, exactly. <laughs> Other than that, true. they're gonna put you in the back. They're gonna put you in just a, a little in the chorus. Really, the fucking instant you walk in the door, as soon as you walk in the door, they got you boxed in. You know, you know how lit I would be if I was a student right now, though. Oh, bro! Because in this current climate, I would be kicking asses, <laughs> bro. I would be talking. I would. I would be talking all this shit. Y'all ain't about to what? What right. you mean? I can't be nigga. Right. What? Right. <laughs> we can't have no black Caesar. Oh, the students are probably so lit right now. They are. There's a Facebook page called Black Theater Undergraduate or something like that that I'm a part of, and they are just so into everything that's going on right now. They are like talking about like how they can change things and what they're doing in their own different. Some of them go to HBCU, some of them go to, you know, predominantly white institutions, but it's really inspiring. It's great. If y'all want to join it, just to listen and re- read everything that they've been yeah. doing. It's, they are very inspirational. I mean, I'm not a, obviously I'm not an undergraduate anymore, but like, I feel like I am when I'm in there. I'm just like, yeah. No, did, did you, did you get that fire? You know, you gotta always be a part of that. Yeah. I mean, and then it's the growing theater community regardless. You just seen because being black in theater, being black in this in this artist game right. is its own like world. So a lot of times you just want to keep abreast of what's the conversation, mm-hmm. what people, what's the climate, what's the temperature, as I like to say, of, mm-hmm. of things. So like that goes from, like you say, the undergraduates on up to the people that's been doing it for 10, 12 years, though, because it's an ongoing conversation. Yeah. But uh, let's get into the show proper, y'all. Okay. Welcome to the Fly With Bats podcast. Yeah. <laughs> What's Episode 106? 106. 106. Yeah. Well, I got it right this time. 106. 106 of like 300. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, this is that actor guy, Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me on Facebook and, uh, Facebook and then you Google's at Martin Bats Bradford. But on every other social media platform, find me at Mr. Bats. Spell it, Mr. Otto. You're going to find another cat. And as usual, I'm here with my brothers. What up? What's good? It's your boy, D-Mac. If there's a bullshit parade, I am here to rain upon it. Instagram, French Break Kid, and on Facebook, and follow my clothing line at your dig brand on Instagram and yourdigbrand.com. You dig? I got some new shit coming. I've been working so very hard on it, and I know you guys are gonna like it. And uh, yeah, present and accounted for. Passe wine, it's your boy Alpha Joe, fresh out of the gumbo, still deep in the rule. And if you're out in the streets and you're looking for me, you can find me on IG Alpha Joe, no E504, Facebook Joseph Alpha Man Pines, and straight out of the underground, it is 105 in this bitch. That was 106. 106. Yeah, my bad, dog. This weed is really nice. <laughs> yeah, you usually the one keep us on point with what we at. Bro, listen, it's COVID, dog, and I swear to God, some days I'd be like, bro, what's today? Is Thursday? Be like, nah, some today is Sunday. I'd be like, oh, man. <laughs> that was a joke. Yeah. Yo, so welcome to the show, y'all. And today, you already heard a piece of it. We have a guest. Let them know who you are, ma'am. Hi, I am, uh, well, I'll just let y'all know. My name's J-Mix. You can find me on Instagram. J-Mix explains it all, like Clarissa explains it all. But I love that. J-Mix. <laughs> yes. J-M as in Mary, I-X. And uh, I also am the host of the Self-Aware Millennial Podcast. You can follow me there as well at the Self-Aware Millennial Yes. yes, go people out. So that's a perfect segue to get into what we like to do. I used to love that show a lot. 
Clear six minutes long. Yeah, that should be the shit. Okay. Uh, right. I don't know that. You know. Oh, I know. I know Clarissa. That's, that's yeah, you. You the young boy though. That's yeah. 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 But um, yeah, y'all. We about to get into the show. Before we get into all our sections and all that, we like to shout out people that we're fans of, that we rock with, and that most importantly, rock with us. Yeah. Suds. Oh, I forgot. And we didn't even say it last time. We call that the scroll. Hear ye, First thought of your 30 podcast with the homies Eric and Observer, Lawrence J. Rapper Jr., and my dog, Marty Edwards 504. You can also catch him on this network. Uh, Eric and Observer is on Act- Acting While Black with me, and Marty Edwards is with me and Jay Steele with the Reviewing That Show. Hit us up at ReviewingThat at gmail.com. You refer it, we review it. That's how we do it. The On The Lake Podcast. On The Lake. Maddie is Ma, Rell the Protagonist, Sleeping Beauty and Frankie Cola, the Mrs. and the Mike Podcast, the Sugar Sass and Sarcasm Podcast, the 50420 Podcast, mm-hmm. the Home Video Hustle Home Video Hustle Podcast, the Nerd Shit Podcast, the Peanut Gallery Podcast, the Self-Aware Millennial Podcast, and the Living Millennial In the 2000s kind of world, 2020 taking everybody. Yeah, it is. It's pretty pretty fucked up, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that pretty soon. But before we get into that, man, we're going to let you know we got our sections, man. On 106, man, we're going to come through with a couple of starter sections. The starter is like, you know, the appetizer of a meal, man. It's a bunch of things that's going to set you up for your main course. That main course is that etouffee of the day. Well, we get into some some heavier topics and things that we need to really dig and dive into. After the into fair today, we getting into the Dose of America. Which is your friendly reminder of just where we stay and just what the fuck we be dealing with. Ouch. Let me get a little bit of that, that bats nerd out moments. Well, I get to get into some nerdy shit with my, you know, let y'all know some things that's going on in my mind in the nerd world that I thought was impressive or needs to be talked about or peeped out. You got any sports today? Uh, yeah. Got a little sports. Fuck yeah! What I say, man? What are you doing? Right, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Cause he's like, Let's sports. <laughs> Fuck yeah! I want someone with cheese smoking. <laughs> he's just tripping today. Yeah, so when, when Joe get into his sports, his sports uh, have any news, and I get into some sports tea. I, I didn't do a hero because this is a long one, so I just didn't I make feel a like, hero. I feel like we can give it here. We starting to the hero if we want to. Okay, that can be a self-contained hero highlight, I guess, bro, because you know we we about to get into a lot of shit today. So uh, without any other further advice, I think we got into a lot of preliminaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, let's get into it. Let's get to the starter section. <laughs> let's dig in. Lying about how much you had made, rumors and shit that you handmade. Would you buy this if I sold that? Hey, what the hell is my soul at? The American need for American green is America's greed. That's the American dream. Black America too busy chasing white American dreams. But we sleep, so let's everybody eat them repeat. Where the fuck the cheese? Where the mozzarella at? Tell me what it be. <sighs> So first off in the starter section, 2020 is continually being on that fuck shit, continually being on that bullshit, and it was some crazy sideways heavy news to find out that Chadwick Boseman, Black Panther, James Brown, uh, Jackie Robinson, Thurgood Marshall, uh, man, hero to so many people when it, when you look at the, the bigger picture, the schematic of things, it's like, it it's so crazy because, like, I remember, like, First off, rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman. That news was nuts. Take a silence. 
<laughs> the disrespect, Lord. <laughs> As always, I thought it was fake. I remember I was online and when it first broke, and it first broke on some random like site. That I was like, well, this, nah, you know what I mean? And then I felt like it trickled within minutes of mm-hmm. each other. All these other sites started going boom, boom, boom. Then I'm like, oh shit. And I think either maybe the Washington Post, one of them, a bigger site got it. And I was like, oh shit, it's real, yeah, real. Yeah. You heard me? And then I, that's when I shared it. And I'm like, then they, you know, they have the whole conversation of, man, this man has been fighting colon cancer since 2016. That is fucking insane. And we keep. A, I didn't know that. Bro, like a lot of people didn't know. Because we didn't even get a glimpse that something may be wrong until recently when he appeared real skinny for that um, was at 42. That the indication, son. And that was this. That was a few months ago, and a lot of people chalked it up to it must be a role that he must be preparing mm-hmm. for, or you know. And people had their jokes. People got their memes, and like that's what our culture Cause does. Because my know, you know, saying they, you know. But the fact that basically the year that he found out he was Black Panther, he found out he had yeah. colon cancer, mm-hmm. and he had to keep that under wraps, put in that work, put in that grind, get like put in that physical work Dude, to become a yeah. superhero. I mean, like, because nigga, he was he was, before he was in Black Panther, he was in Captain America: Civil War. That was the war. That was the first glimpse that we got to see of T'Challa. So he found out that year that I'm gonna be, I got, I got so much, I only got so much time left, and I got to be a superhero to all these millions, and I'm about to be the first representative representative of such a high profile black superhero. Because yes, we've had other black superheroes before, but we all know what came with Black Panther. Right. You know what I'm saying? So Monumental. It, come on, and then not only that, then you take in like the Black Panther, of course, is huge. But let's take in like like the one thing that's being said about him. He was culture. Jackie Robinson, yeah. James right. Brown, Thurgood Marshall. Like, like uh, the he, first, that football player, uh, Longest Day, uh, Ernest something. I forgot his name. He, he played. He he, like, he That is not some shit to gloss over. He stayed picking very important and 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 in roles that that meant something. That 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 you can stand up for the culture and be like, man, like dude, like that's some respectable shit. Every role he's ever been has been a respectable role. Every role. I ain't never seen nothing that is even in a, in a lick of. I don't know, disrespect in some kind of ways, he though. He's very he, he's, he very, um, what's that, uh, uh, is it meticulous, I want to say? I mean, I don't know what your statement is, so you got to finish it for me to know. Meticulous in... And then his choice of what he wanted yeah, to pick. Yeah, that's what it seemed like. He was very meticulous. He was not, he, he didn't, he, he just do... intentional. Yeah, very intentional. It wasn't no friv- just frivolous shit. Right. And, it's, it, and, it's, and I often say this about our black actors, dog. The majority of us don't quote-unquote blow up until we're like in our 40s and shit yeah to say he was 43 i was like damn i didn't know he was up the age like but that that'd be the deal man and they've been grinding if you all if you check any of the mdbs from the herschel Ali's, the viola davis to anybody you want to even think about that blew up within the last 10 years and a lot of these you know the other white audiences and shit they think oh he must be new i just saw him there mm-hmm. you check the mdbs um his first role was like in 1970 or something on, on soap opera on soap opera but then in the 80s then he took a big break, and then he I could, so then he got booked again. You know why he left that, though? Why? So check this out, because Michael B. Jordan got that role after Yeah, him. I know. I knew we talked so, about that before. So he left that role because like he went to the uh, director of the of the episode and the, and the writers and was like, what is my character's development? Because yep. he's really just a crazy little thug guy. What I is he? What story. is he gonna be? Yeah. You know what, what? What is his thing? And it was like, well, he just has to be just thug guy. And he was like, well, I ain't fucking with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he dipped said off that from jump. That and that's was... what started off Michael B. Jordan's career. Funny enough, blessing like him being that left that career got him a bigger blessing and put Michael B. Jordan, which is a blessing. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. We spoke about that in depth on a, when we was doing Black Panther, but that showed how woke he was, young, young in his career. You know what I'm and saying? Because a lot of people, you know, we take what we can get. And I was just about to say that. His first major booking after that was in 03. So if we look at it, like that's about a 13, 15, 13 to 15 year hiatus. No grind. I'm saying from 2003 to 2016. 
You know what I mean? Because 2016 is when he got like yeah. The, oh, let's say even say the 2013, because 2013, 2014 is where he got Jackie Robinson and shit. But Jackie Robinson wasn't even a huge movie. It was important for us, but it wasn't big. James Brown was okay, but really, like you gotta say, he Black Panther put him on to that degree, and that's 2016. Yeah. So this man been grinding, like to be grinding that hard to finally get to your pinnacle and to find out you might not have that much time left. Nigga, it's heartbreaking. It's, it's really crazy. And then still go at it. Chin up and go at it, and drop you give you four more movies, not four five more. Book who? Like I told you when I text you, yes. All type of material, dog. Like that shit just really showed me that niggas ain't doing enough. You know what I'm saying? Like if 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 that dude could shoot four movies, dog. More than that, right? Really, but I mean, just like doing that sheer amount of fucking work with that kind of diagnosis, Mm -hmm. niggas ain't got no excuse, dog. They ain't got no excuse. Nigga need, need to be doing way more hustling. Um, what about to say, Mom? I'm wondering. I never. I know the only person I've ever known with colon cancer is my great grandma who passed from colon cancer. But how does it affect the body? Like, if you're doing so much, does it make it? Does it? What's the word? Does it make it go faster? Like, does it? Does the diagnosis? You mean putting like it putting it's stress like, on the body yeah. add to the yes? Yeah. I believe so. I believe so. I believe yeah, so. Doing, like because he had surgeries. Listen, mm-hmm. when he became Black Panther, that came out later that he that certain times they had to take breaks on production. So a lot of people had to keep this secret. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For him to it wasn't like a straight shooting, and, and no one knew this in the press that they had to take breaks at times for him to take to, for the chemo's and the surgeries, and that's very interesting. Son, for this man to like have the weight of the world on his shoulders after becoming Black Panther, because he had what Sidney Poitier had when he did, you know, when he won his first Oscar, it was that, it was that whole, it was that, it was that, it was that, 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 that it was the pressure. And I ain't saying that he didn't live up to pressure. I'm saying that kind of stress of being Black Panther and that kind of stress of working hard with that diagnosis, dog, did not help him in his health situation. You know what I'm saying? He he put a lot in this for us. You know what I'm yeah. saying? He gave up his health for us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And off the dump, like they say, unless you catch it stupid early. That particular cancer is a death sentence. Man, it's stage three. You know what I mean? Let, you got you got to catch it like stage one, stage two at the most. You know what I'm saying? So so they gonna cut it out. Like you just said, Joe. He knew. He just went in. You know what I mean? He just went hard. And like, there's so many like, I I, I don't want like I love the fact he was all these other black heroes. We used to make that joke that Chadwick Boseman gonna play everybody. He was like Chadwick Chad, Chad Boseman gonna play us. Yeah. Was the biopic warrior? You know what I'm saying? And, oh, like and and, and, and and we we say this in jest, but for real because he murdered every time he did it. He the only because we did have a problem. I had a problem with him playing Thurgood Marshall being uh, a dark skinned man, but he still killed it. Nigga had a problem with it. Still was like, uh, but he man. still killed it. Yeah, you can't say nothing about his uh, art. You can't say that man was an actor's actor, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I used to watch all his interviews and shit. Like he was one of casting the game. Like that was of the new, the new getting the new regard that we would look up to. Like yeah, yeah, dog. You feel me? So that that one hurt. That one hit like Kobe. That one hit like Ledger. That one hurt. Like for yeah. real. This some Christopher Reeves shit. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? And I I I, I don't know what the future holds for. Like I like first all condolences to that family because that man was married with kids. He was a very private person. If you take that in, because you don't know much about him when you think about it. But he was definitely a family man. You know, from everything I've seen about his interviews, a man of honor. Man of honor. Ten toes down type of cat, you know what I'm saying? Um, a believer, a fighter for just, uh, uh, equalist, and um, an all-around supporter of, of, of black people, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he was black, bro. He was, he, <laughs> you know he was, he was black and black. He was North black. Carolina, he was very particular about 
getting our stories out there. He was because, our king. Because to me, that's just so respectable to be a black artist. That's part of the black artist. It should be part of your credo, man. Like, yeah. to tell those stories, to tell our stories, and make sure our stories are told the right way. And he was one of those people that was about that. He did his job. And I'ma always respect that shit, son. Like was, I'ma always respect that, son. He was our king. And yeah, and he's the face. Like there's little kids forever gonna associate him with power, with royalty, with superhero. With, that's my Superman. Yeah. To this day. Like like we saw it, son. So it's just oh my goodness. Like I don't know where the, what the future was for that character and any of that other shit, dog. But for as the man goes, man. The man, the myth, the legend. Watching the Five Bloods is going to be a whole different experience. i tell you that. Well, yeah. when I mean, wrote that on Facebook, man, I started tearing up because I started thinking about it. Because I just started thinking about scenes where he's gone, but he's talking, you know. Bro. Like, I bro, love you, man. Like, bro. oh, man. Um, watch the Five Bloods, y'all. And uh, luckily, he has one more movie in the can. I thought, I was hoping he had more. Because, you know, sometimes actors die and he's not, you know, you got to hit da 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 He has one. Everything else was in pre-production. Mm. He was supposed to be this um um black samurai, this true story, this black man that was a oh, samurai. Yeah, I remember. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. He didn't get to shoot that yet. That was in pre-production. Yeah. Of course, Black Panther Two was in pre-production. But the one thing that is done was my Rainey's Black Bottom, Denzel Washington, Viola Davis. Yeah, Ooh, August Wilson. Yeah. August Wilson's my Rainey. So that's at least he get to go out. He get to go out with something because you know it's gonna be banging yeah. some yeah. actor yeah. That boy, he might get an Oscar up there with your dick. Something like that. Possibly go up on some yeah. act three actor shit, mm-hmm. and he and it was working with Viola Davis and Denzel Washington. I mean, what who also paid that, for his I mean, fucking classes and education? Still, you know, it's very—it's a huge tragedy. I took my hat off to Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, I, I definitely take oh, that. Day, man. One of my heroes, indeed. I don't have a hat, but I'm taking it off. Yeah, indeed. There you go. Next part in the starter section, man. Jason Mitchell has been is gonna play Sean Bell in the Sean Bell biopic. So they're giving him a shot, huh? Man, he like, listen, dog, with all this black go- crimes going on and shit like that, my way into this bitch is to just make a movie about sh- black folks struggling. Yep. And that's going to get my way out this sexual allegations, mm-hmm. out this dope and coke I had in his car with his right. pistol, mm-hmm. all that shit. Once they see me be Sean Bell, it's over for it, you hear me? I'm, right. I'm back in the game. We spoke on this. We sp- this is a hustler move. We spoke on this when, oh, when he first got in all his fire, and the question was asked, you think he could come back? Mm-hmm. And I said, man, with the way the game is set up, it'll be very hard to come back. But the way that you do it is he's going to have to get the right little independent film, fire role. He got him to kill that role, and it's going to be critically acclaimed. It's going to be something so undeniable that it just, but he has to wait a minute. And what did he do? The Sean Bell biopic? Bro, Sean Bell was one of the first cases I remember, like, really feeling when I found out about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was on his like wedding day, right? Dude, dude, yeah, son. And he got like 50 shots, man. Yeah, and 50 shots. Over a phone, son, in New York. And that shit like set with me. I, like, I think I was in 03. You know what I mean? I just know that set with me, bro. And they, like, they, like, and you know, from that point on, we have so many examples. I went in 03, it was like uh, 06, 07. Whenever it was, it fucked with me, son. And yeah. um, like, the, I, I always felt like, I knew, I felt like a movie would come at some point, but in a weird way, like. Not from Jason Mitchell. I'm not well. Really, what's funny about that story is he was um, he been he been attached to this film for some years now. So he was technically attached to it before he got into his trouble, and he was supposed to play a, a cop in the film. But he recently was like, "Let me play Sean Bell," and they they let him. He's been hitting up the family every day to learn to. to so he 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 sees the opening that he's about to try to jump to to save his motherfucking career. Uh-huh. You heard me. Uh-huh. And my my only thing about it is. Not my only thing, but one of my things about it is we already saw 
the joint with Michael B. Jordan years ago that was basically the same premise of us watch us humanizing a black man up until the point of knowing that a cop gonna kill him. Mm. What's the difference here? Is there a difference? Uh, the only difference is this my way in the game like it was Michael's. Like, I I'm don't... like, this is how I get my way back into the thing. That's that's the only difference. This is Jason's way to get back in the game. There's that we about to watch another black person get murdered by the cops. We see that shit every day on, on social media, live in front. We already got a movie about it. This is just a hustle. Because I say that's what did in Queen and Slim. Most people hated the ending because in our climate, we just get tired of seeing ourselves get murdered by cops. Mm-hmm. And like I said, Oscar Grant, and, and the thing I will give them, if, you, if you're if Sean Bell's family, of course you want that man's story to be told and created. Right, so I understand why they're doing it. But I'm just saying from a business aspect on creativity, is like, man, like, what's my selling point on wanting to see another black man gunned at the end of a movie? And you know he's going to get gunned. You and there's three Sean Bell projects, I'm letting y'all know. There's three out there that they build, development. Honestly, dude, I got I got mixed mixed feelings about the whole whole thing, really, dude. Like on one end, like you just say, it is an important story that deserves to be told. You know, even if it is very similar to many stories, you know, it's 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 still their story, mm-hmm. and they can tell it. That's rightfully so. Exactly. But then on the opposite side of the coin, you know, I can't help but think about Jason Mitchell, and there's a piece of me that feels like it's uh, just a desperate attempt to save your career by trying to pull at people's heartstrings and their fucking emotions. Like, it feels very emotionally um, manipulative in its in its way, if, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. And I don't like that. Also, um, AJ, AJ Mix, um, as a woman hearing that this guy's getting another chance, did you, did you hear about, like, what Tiffany Boone said he was doing on the show and such? No. <laughs> All right, so Jason Mitchell, uh, like apparently he, he he lost his opportunity on the shy and his Netflix deal and his agent at the time and his management um, and his lawyer because um, all these allegations that were stemming from two seasons of him being on the shy of sexually harassing um, Tiffany Boone as well as being like um, temperamental, like aggressive, tripping the fuck out and shit. And, you know, then you link it to a bunch of them. He had other other allegations of things throughout his career that just basically people cut bait with him. Mm-hmm. And like on one end, like what you're saying, D is like, it seemed like he just trying to jump, get his career back. And when you say that, you make me wonder like, is this too easy? Like, I don't want to yeah. stop a black man's coin. Right. Especially one from New Orleans. Right. But that, up on the other end of it, it's like, damn son, but if you was really doing this fucked up things, like, do we just let you roll back in? Right. Nope. I guess I guess the thing is, at least for me, from my perspective, at least, is has he made amends? Has he like reflected on what he's done? Does he know what he's done is wrong? If he has and has admitted it to himself, and the people around him realize that, then I say yes, give him another chance. But I, if he hasn't, and he's just trying to, you know, again, like make amends and you know save his career by doing this Jason Mitchell role. Um, oh, I'm sorry, um, Sean Bell. I totally agree with that, and like the only question I have is like, how do we even quantify whether he's, you know, how much he's, you know, um, made the amends? Man, well, like I'll say this: I think what she said is always right yeah. about if a motherfucker really pay their dues, make amends, yeah. seem like they under da 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 da. But it takes a long time to do that, and if you're on that caliber, like I don't know how long he has been. I, mean, I, I haven't seen him really ever do it yet. And that's all I'm about to get yeah. to, Joe. Because the other thing that we spoke about when we first brought this up was 
He needs to take time and he needs to get into some rehab. He needs to get into yeah. some counseling. Yeah. He needs to create uh, uh, some, like I said, I was saying, yeah. I was saying. Like fast? This is quick, yeah. yeah so quick. maybe he has been. We don't know what that man been doing. But the last thing, like Joe said, that we found out was he got arrested for coke and guns. Yeah. Drug and guns possession. So it's like, my G, like, that was like just like a couple of months ago. Um, it's just one of those things where we see, I, like on one end, my, 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 my facetious side is like, well... We see white men get away with the shit all the fucking time, so why not let the black dude get away with it? Yeah. But the other side of me is like, but I, shouldn't we want to be better? I don't want to always look at what, what fuck the white people do and make that the bar of what my, <laughs> right? what my that's, fucking that's, standard that's is. White people have a lot of power. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So at the same time, it's like... <sighs> I got mixed feelings. I got mixed feelings, G, because... I don't fuck with that sexual harassment shit. Right. And I told you from jump when this nigga, I felt like he threw his fucking career away because nigga like, niggas like, niggas like us that's still grinding, a nigga like me that's like really on the cusp trying to like, I see it like the glass ceiling trying to get in and bitch, you just walked in that motherfucker. And then it, to me, from my angle, you didn't really appreciate it in the same way a motherfucker that would have happened. Because the thing is, right. Jay, Jason Mitchell, he had like one or two years in the game, maybe three max, maybe two or three bookings and then he got easy e and sword yeah. they got niggas like me and niggas beyond me that's been a game 10 years 15 you know what i mean and don't get really putting hard hard work from, the, from every angle theater film tv that's there get it in so I when like i see that. anybody get to that degree black white or blue you feel me and they just like you having fights in, in the bar when you're supposed to be shooting king kong you throw your body you body slamming women in clubs you flipping out on in airplanes i'm like gee you you know how hard it is to attain what you got, bro. I, I I know I can never understand the stresses and the pressures and anxiety it must be to be famous. And I don't know I can't walk in your shoes. But I'm saying just to take in some perspective on a bigger picture level, son. There's many actors that's not in half that bullshit that you be on, G. And I feel like when the way that he lost all that shit, son, that floored me as a motherfucker that's trying to attain it. Yeah. So it's like, to see that, damn, all you got to do is play a black nigga that got shot and all of a sudden your career back. I don't like it. It's just like, damn. I don't like it. And, um, you know, just to, just to take a piece of what you, what, you, what you said, dude, like, they got dudes who really deserve to be in that position. And I'm going to just say it flat. And this might be an oversimplistic way of saying it or thinking about it. But I just flat out don't like the fact that you got a second chance like that. I think it's too fucking quick. I don't think you deserve it. Mm. And I think it's not fair. I think it's host shit. Mm. It seems really, really lame. It mm. seems really free and unfair and undeserving. This kind of goes back. That, that could sorry. be me. No, I'm sorry. No, no. Yeah. I was just thinking about the conversation we had earlier about how you're saying to get a degree in acting, you don't have to go to school or anything. Like, is he, was he one of those people that did that. Yeah, yeah, he didn't go to school for acting. You know, he did a couple of plays in, in New Orleans, got an agent. Then he did a couple of small little No, no, I, I wouldn't even say he did any plays, my G. He, he did, went he to did, some he did, workshops, man. He did a couple of plays. What play? He did that Chakula play with Ritual Murder. Yeah, he did do Ritual Murder. And he did, okay. like, I think he did I one more other play. I did yeah. Ritual Murder, but not like, yeah, like, you see, he got a coach. Play, you know what I'm saying? Like, like that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and he got, he got a coach and he got an agent. And then from there, like, uh, he, he uh, showed up one day at the audition call looking like Easy e and got that role. But think about it. You say you did some workshops. Do those workshops even like teach you anything but like how to? It's act? the basics. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Like, I, I even went to one of the workshops. It's the basics. It's not a formal acting curriculum. And that's the thing too. Yeah. No, but here go the thing. But after getting after he got Easy E, he got an acting coach. He got the proper mm -hmm. training from there. So he and, and he's a really good actor. He's a really good actor. He has, like, he has natural talent. Stuff, son, he has so natural talent. I'm, I'm not, not about his skill. It's not the skill. I'm just talking about. I think. Work. I think I, when you're like that discipline mm. 
you don't get from be from doing acting in schools and stuff like that. I think that's remember how we were like, oh, yeah. we're not sure like And then going from the schools to taking it to the professional level and then having to grind outside of school outside of a safety net and that's all you really you know what I mean? Like really feeling that pressure. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain caliber, a certain character you develop by going into it as an acting like degree versus just going in like like what he did. And I'm not even gonna say just a degree. I wanna piggyback up what you're saying. There's just a certain caliber of appreciation that comes when you've had to grind for it. Yeah. Whether whether you got the degree or not, because they got some people that didn't get a degree, but they still put like years, ten years yeah. in. They still got trained in other places. They yeah. worked. Yeah. Dudes was paid. You yeah. feel me? So it was like they gonna get that and be like, man, look, what I had to fucking do. Shit. <laughs> Especially since you didn't go the degree route. Right. Boy, it was a much harder route because I didn't have no like straight curriculum that put me in a in a in a place. I had to find this shit for out the mud. Because a lot of I had friends, to trust in a bunch of skinchy ass niggas who don't know shit about acting and go to their classes and figure out which classes even is gonna work for me. I had to go do this and that and the third. Because a lot of our friends without degrees have expressed to me that they don't have some of the confidence we be having because we was able to get a lot of confidence by being in plays and doing things. But so, what? Because like I said, I had no um, insecurities about my acting ability. I had insecurity about the business. I didn't uh-huh. understand the business. I was, I was more prepared yeah. for that. But when I got out, I'm like, let's act, motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. But they got mofos, like I said, that didn't get a degree that felt like, well, I don't even know if I can really even act because no one uh, gave me any validation. So... It can be harder for them that put it in, but as long as you put in that work, I'm gonna respect you in a different way. As long as you put your ten thousand dollars in. Now he has put in. A, now I will say this: he's put in that work when you look Later. at it from Easy E on. Like he didn't put in pre work, the work that would make you appreciate that position. No. Now I won't disrespect all the work he put in after getting on. It has been like a quick career, maybe three to four years, but it's still like that man been killing every role he been in. I won't hate on none of that, but I will agree with everything y'all said on the level of now. There's a certain thing that may have been missing on the grind up that 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 just up just like some things in the head, some tools in the box That's that all. that if you would have had it, might have made him a little bit more equipped to not fuck it up in the manner that he did, and that just makes it so much more frustrating to see like damn on the horizon you might get it back like. Are you going to learn from this? Have you learned yeah, from this for real? Because they about to just give it back to you like they do the white men. Yeah. <laughs> but um, last up in the starter section, man, R. Kelly was attacked in prison by a frustrated inmate. <laughs> but, I'm surprised it's only just happening. So Let me tell you, son. That boy going through his own verses right now. Oh, you stupid. <laughs> we looking for 20 hits, Robert. 20 hits. We want 20 hits, Robert. 20 of your best hits. <laughs> wah, wah. Keep it on the down low. You should have ducked, nigga. So what happened? His, his lawyer has his, his lawyer confirmed that the client was attacked in prison by a fellow inmate. Um, I, just, I, you I, fuck I, with my little cousin, nigga? You thought I forgot about no, that? No, son. This <laughs> what happened. So there's been a bunch of like protests outside of prison for people that still fans of him and shit. Wow. And, wow. And, um, and the thing is, um, <laughs> those things, those protests or whatever have gotten... Um, the, 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 the jail be getting on lockdown at times. And when it's on lockdown, you know, you stuck. So this inmate got tired of the motherfucking lockdowns because of motherfucking R. Kelly. You're like, motherfucker, get these niggas out. Like, stop this Hey, real shit. talk, dog. Real talk, real talk, son. I ain't seen outside in four days. You hear me? I ain't be able to lift my weights, play my bones. R. Kelly, you better start singing. Oh, gonna do no, I think they tired. They said the singers like, we whoop your ass already. But now fuck your singing, nigga. Yeah, they keep on getting locked down. You heard me? Pop, 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 pop. So, so the nigga spazzed down there and had R. Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kelly like, damn, man, come on, fuck. It ain't my fault, fuck. 
Yeah. It shouldn't be in that first place, bitch. That's just get for touching little girls. Yeah. Specifically little black girls. Fuck you. That's Take that, jail, that. Nigga. Take that, nigga. That is jail. You get attacked. You stopping? You stopping our privileges from coming through? Nigga. Anyway. Anyway. But that was the start session, y'all, man. So let's get into that. Eight to fit of the day. Jacob Blake. Man. Dude. Let me tell you, dog. He's, para- he's paraplegic now. So might not be permanent. Hopefully not. I, Bro. He's, before we even delve into this story, son, it's something that we've said many times on the podcast before to the point where I saw a meme that said it. And I was like, wow, we're not the only one saying this, which is you, the police. I, I probably have it saved somewhere on my phone, but just to paraphrase is basically the police must have some fucking nerve in a, in a, in a climate of all now, this yeah. shit going on to still be shooting black men. That says everything you need to know. About the the culture of police, yeah. Like we've said it before, because it's been flabbergasting me for a while. Every time we have a new one, I'm like, yo, ingrained. Like how many a nigga just got killed? A nigga just got killed? A nigga just got killed? The lady just got killed? Like, bro, we still like regards. We still reacted. We ain't grieved off nobody yet, for real. Y'all keep adding bodies. It's like a disease. That's not intentional though. I'm saying that that's intentional though. What they're doing. That's at this point. They're doing it because they know. Yeah, like they're also trying to make a point. Like they're trying to make a point or something. Like they're trying to really tell us we can can do this. Especially what happened with Homeboy. Like they let him walk like that. Same police. Yeah, same police. So no, we're going to get to the Kenosha killer, though. But I'm going to start with with Jacob Blake. So apparently when he's breaking up a fight. Between two white girls, huh? Between two people. And he comes, He's and they try to like taser him and all this. He feel like, what are you fucking detaining me for? Fuck you, basically. He goes to his car. Where his kids are. Where his kids are and, and gets shot the fuck up because their taser wasn't working. So they shoot him in the back. Holds his shirt and they shoot Seven times, seven eight times, times, seven times in the back. And one remember me and Joe was talking about it that we just was happy a motherfucker was alive because usually that ain't the story. That's right. hard to survive. What? I, I made a, a fucked up joke, but I was like, damn, they shooting us so much, we bulletproof. We getting bulletproof now. Like, damn. Like... Like seven times in the back, it's like though we just had to get shot in the back. We like I'm a forty Glock. There is no reason to shoot. If you're a trained police officer, there's no reason to shoot a man in the back. You know what I'm saying? But then you get into a level of dog. It's a bunch of y'all there, and y'all light his ass up in front of his fucking children. Like, like James make it make said, sense, bro. They just gonna keep on doing it. They they just keep on showing us like they gonna put it right in our face. Like y'all can do all this protesting, all this shit. We gonna we just gonna do it. We're just gonna do it. I totally agree with that. Like, I feel like we've been saying that shit for the past fucking three years, son. And, because and, what's, what's changed? And what kills me is not only that is the audacity of they follow the same script. They, mm-hmm. there was a knife in the car. Like, okay, now we're doing it. Let's mm-hmm. demonize the victim. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you would think. Oh, the media plays the hardest we, part of like how they want to how they want to what, what I'm saying is like when we were simpler as a people, as a culture, I understand how y'all could get away with it. We're sophisticated enough to call it and be like, this is what the media does. It's all over the internet. All the, like we all be saying, this is what the media does. So I would think that the media and the people, the clouds that be, would get smart. No, we're not gonna do that because they know they think we're gonna do that. No, they still do it. Do you do you see the comment sections? 
Do you do you see the comment sections? That that tells you everything. And that's and no no pause. And that's when we gotta compare it to Kenosha Killer. Yes. Because we look at the comment sections under the Kenosha Killer, and you look at the comment sections under Jacob Blake, and Jacob Blake was shot in the back, in the back. by cops. And this dude just shot two protesters because he felt like it. Seventeen year old, not supposed to have a gun, wants to be a cop. And the defenses that they putting up for that Still little defensive. domestic terrorist, Still and the Blake. shit that they giving Jacob Blake. And that's just not a couple of people, son. That's legions upon legions of people that feel like that. Didn't they just raise like... 100K? Of, yeah. 100K. 100K. Yeah. A Christian, a quote unquote. Yeah. Christian organization. That ain't no, just no like so, my minority right. group of crazy people. That's like kind of a general sentiment, I think. All right, so check this out. I want to call it a general sentiment in a certain section no, yes. of the country. Yes. So, Jacob Blake, in the middle of the day, with two officers who are both had their guns on them, um, is getting shot in front of his kids, his old lady, and everybody around who's also videotaping. You know what I mean? Then you got Kenosha Killer. Uh, I forgot his name. Whatever. Kyle Raderman or something? Kyle. Um, uh, of course his name's Kyle. It's some shit like Kyle that. Kyle. Kyle. Ku Klux Klan. Uh, <laughs> Kyle Klux Klan. Yeah, Ku Klux Klan. Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> Who cuts Cloud? Kyle. Uh, Kenosha Killer. Kyle uh, Rittenhouse. Okay, it's Kyle. Uh, Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, you're right. Rittenhouse. There you go. And yeah, I think it sounds like he's part of like some kind of weird registry. Like, like That's Rittenhouse. Sounds like Nazi shit. What you saying on it? But I would say, so he, so he comes along, dog. His mother brings him from Antioch, Illinois, over to. Oh, um, you saw his parents? Yeah, they're they, crazy looking motherfuckers. They, they're some hard gun toting American patriots. Um, they bring him over there, dog. He goes to protect property that's not his. Business. He has a whole AR-15, you know what I'm saying, with with the um, with the no fingerprint gloves. That's intentional. And so he's sitting there with that bitch, and like, I don't get how. That's the part that's kind of fucking me. How did him and the fight start between the people where everything had where he starts firing off shots? What's the story on that? Like, why did he fire the first shot? Because he's a crazy person. He just <laughs> like like he like. He, so he's telling me he walked up and shot somebody. That's that's what I want to know. Um, From what I heard, and I could be wrong, but I did read up on it, and I've been listening to people in the comment section. So I mean, like, don't take my word for it. But they said that someone fired the first shot, and I think it might it had to have been him because there was other protesters that came over and were trying to you know stop him, stop yeah. him, and that's when. He felt, I think they were saying he was trying to be self-defense or whatever, and he shot them out of self-defense. That's fucking bullshit. I could be wrong, though, but that's what I heard. <laughs> I, I mean, I did hear, you know, something similar. Basically, like, there were a bunch of people just trying to, like, uh, reason around some kind of self-defense argument, but I'm like... Everybody he's, was trying he's to the stop main him. One. He's the main one with a gun. Yeah, like, he's the armed one, so, like, what the fuck? And rest in peace to that dude that that tried to stop him. There's two of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I forget his name just now, but um, you know he's a he's an actual hero. I told somebody I said, boy, that's real crazy. He shot two white folks. Damn, that man must have really. Like, yeah, he let off the shots first. People tried to get the gun, and he shot them for trying to stop him. Yeah. So why did, I wonder why he let off the shots? He really was a, like a little crazy deranged kid. He's a kid. You know what I'm saying? And that's the part. That's the part that I keep. No, he's a he's a grown ass man. Yep. That's how I fucking feel because whenever yeah. our seventeen year olds be fucking doing some shit, they make us they men. Khalid Browner was fucking sixteen years old. They had that man in that bitch. Like, no, we want to play here, grown ass domestic fucking terrorist. That's what the hell he is. Because I'm dude. Uh uh-uh, uh, man. Fuck him. Like this shit. 
it blows me because when you look at the amount of defenses, dog, the police chief was saying that if this motherfucker, do, it, do you, I have yeah, a video? Did you see the police chief? Oh my <laughs> God, play that shit. I cannot, I, I literally, I was in disbelief. I was in complete disbelief, son. Son, it was so What this nigga say, yeah. what this nigga fucking say, dog, I, I, dog, I had to repeat it. I, I had to bring it back at least two or three times. Yeah. You couldn't I, believe it. You I could not, I was in total shock that way. This nigga, I, am I hearing this correctly? Like, like you giving it to niggas raw, son. Citizens oh, who have guns to come out and patrol. I had a person call me and say, why don't you deputize citizens who have guns to come out and patrol the city of Kenosha? And I'm like, oh, hell no. The, uh, and no, I don't know if this is what I'm looking for. No, nah, that's uh, not what you're looking for. This is now I'm looking for uh, defending Kenosha because Tucker Carlson did one, and there's one in my offices. I think this the guy. Uh, this it. motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just look at him. I, 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 oh, I was man. on Facebook PBS News Hour. That's where I saw it. Oh my God! I cool. cannot believe that it, press though. conference. Please and, be a video. If I find the video, it's gonna definitely go in the uh, in a, in a video portion of this on the Flower Bat Show. But oh mm-hmm. my God! Please be some weird ass ad. And when I see this shit, it like continues to bother my brain how mm-hmm. white people in general just act like they don't know what the fuck we talking about. Sorry. That boy's the police chief. Chief, like, police chief Daniel shit, G. Miss, uh, I'm, I'm about to just look it up on YouTube on some shit, son. But um, this, this I not captain, it. not lieutenant. That, that's the problem with the motherfucker because he's in a position of power, and that's what's really scary about a lot of these situations. The way that people in positions of power think, like doctors. But then they also get to police themselves too. Oh, yeah. Everybody involved was out after the curfew. I'm, I'm not going to make a great deal of that, but the point is the curfew is in place to protect. Had persons not been out involved in, in violation of that, perhaps the situation that, that unfolded would not have happened. Oh, my God. Um, the guy behind us. A 17-year-old individual from Antioch, Illinois, was involved in the use of firearms to reserve, to, excuse me, to... Uh, to resolve whatever conflict was in place. The result to resolve. But he was out of class curfew. He was in. He was involved in the use of fire. He didn't shoot nobody, guys. He was involved. Involved in the use of fire. Wait, 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 wait. He's out past way. He's out past curfew. Oh wait, I want to just get the the end of what he said. That is so infuriating, son. Look, look. The last thing he said. He's saying, go ahead. So listen, he's saying they're out past curfew, so they're, they're out, their death is on them. And the person who killed them, who was also out past curfew, who's also 17 underage, who's also not even from the same place, did the right thing. Right. He didn't implicitly God. say that that kid did the right thing. What he said was what Trump be saying. There's, there's uh, on both sides. There's, 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 there's truth on both problems on both sides. You don't say, you don't say too much problem on the other this side. He said he was there to resolve. He was there trying to resolve, resolve. the conflict. He was trying that, to resolve. That, that makes him innocent. Him in the innocent. Position, yeah. You know what I'm exactly. saying? That puts yeah. him in a place where he's trying to stop the bad things happening. You know what I'm saying? No, fuck no. Like, he was basically like on the fucking kid's side. Yeah. Oh, no. I, 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 I completely agree. Like, absolutely that right. is such bullshit. And it's like, yeah. that's the kind of language and that it's coded used language. in the media every single fucking day. Yep. Like, it is so subtle, but it's like, they like not, really put these assholes in the position that they want to put them in. Even right. if they're clearly fucking just 
serial killer. Like, you're just a killer, bro. There is no way in the world that was a black 17-year-old kid. With an AR-15? Somebody give me a nickel. Would a motherfucker go out of his way to not say that he shot and killed people and not say that he was wrong? There's no way in the world that and, that could have happened for anyone. And then anyone. cops just whistled and twirled their batons as he walked past. And again, like y'all said, Jay Mix, you brought this up, and D, you brought this up. This is the same police department that killed Jacob Blake. I mean, that killed him, that show, shot yeah. up, that shot up that Jacob Blake had him handcuffed to the hospital bed like a freaking criminal. As and now he's freaking paralyzed because of their their shitty ass policing. So this man's walking away from you, get shot in the back. This freaking domestic terrorist just get the doo doo doo. Chill. Like it's almost satire, son. Dog, this happened in New Orleans as well. I mean, mm-hmm. in like in, in Jefferson Parish, and like it's like this climate of it all, dog. Like it's just like these cops in every capacity is showing, dog. Stay strapped. Uh, this is police culture, and we always talk about how culture shift takes, you know, mad time. Yeah. This is just another one that's just probably just, just, just going to take mad time because it's it's not a matter of practice, like it's really a matter of the just culture, like just decades and decades and decades. Yeah. Like, this is how we operate. And you know, and it goes to what you said earlier. Uh, I'm I meant to put a marker right there. People underestimate when we look in those comment sections how many people. Are racist? Are, yeah. are 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 like people just think? Oh, we're in progressive modes. Like, and it's like, no, mm-hmm. son. There's a lot in a lot of towns filled with a lot of hateful people and backwards people that vote that don't that like. Dude, I saw some shit earlier. Some motherfucker was like, oh, oh, the black panther died of ass cancer. That's what he gets because he's a Hollywood faggot. And I'm like, backwards bullshit. Backwards bullshit. Those those Hollywood faggots be fucking each other in the ass, and that's how the black panther got ass cancer. So fuck them. And I'm like. Are you kidding me? Like, no, but absolutely not. Though. And they Please. actually believe that. I mean, but yeah. dog, you talking about people who uh, who ancestors and grandparents watch lynchings for barbecues? You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Picnics, right? You yes, know what sir. I mean? I don't, I don't, I don't expect no fucking empathy, sympathy, or any kind of thief from any of these motherfuckers. Y'all and yes, yeah. and also just to um go off of what you said, dog. Like, I preach this shit all the time. We gotta fucking remember that this country only has a few major cities. Most of America is small fucking towns. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like most of the states, like that's why we know most cities. of the major cities' names. Yeah, they're like bigger cities, but like most of the country is this backwards, podunk, fucking white, white country BS that connects you know? the big cities together. Yeah, trash, you know what I mean? it's like the big cities, small towns, small towns, small towns, small towns, small towns, big cities, small towns, small towns, small towns, small towns, big cities, small. It's like yeah, so every every small state, every state got a big city, and a hundred small towns around that big city. That's a fucking wave of. Motherfuckers that feel like this at varying degrees. Yeah, of, of and it. even in those big cities, you got motherfuckers that feel like this. Because they may be so exactly. Sometimes they might be progressive. There's some cities that aren't progressive. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of motherfuckers that feel. And, and when when you get in the internet and see them really behind closed doors, behind right. these masks, behind right. these fake ass names, see what they really feel. And then you gonna sit here and tell me in my face that oh no, we gave you a black president, racism's gone. I'm like. Black lives, it's not about black lives, man, about all lives matter. It's like, my nigga, are you, are you fucking kidding me? Like, there's so much evidence, Tommy Lawrence and, and all, all you people, Trump and all you motherfuckers. I, don't, I can't even name one. There's so many of you. I'll be like, yo, like, even if you're just getting money off of this shit, you should look at yourself in the mirror and be like, you know what? Get money off. This shit's kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, y'all getting money off black pain or black terror or black trauma. That's what's happening every rip. We don't get a chance to grieve off shit. Whether it's a motherfucker from colon cancer or whether it's a motherfucker shot in the streets, dog. No matter what, we got to worry about, like, damn. Like, under any normal circumstance in the world, the biggest thing would be, damn, dog. 
Superman died, the black Superman died, let's all come together and it could be a healthy thing. But all of us are like, damn, another one of us gone. And it's like, shit, because we keep getting gotten one way or another in a, in a, in a, in a country that we're one of the minorities. What, how to yeah. make that shit make sense? But then these motherfuckers go, oh no, they just making up the black card. Oh no, they just riding the wave. Oh no, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Motherfucker, we made y'all bootstraps. So don't tell me no fuck shit. So like, I, I, it just, it boggles me. It all boggles me. Yeah. G. It, it, flabbergasted isn't the word, dog. I go through waves of, 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 of like this, this high level of giving a fuck to like just sincere apathy. Because yeah. niggas getting numb as fuck Same. to getting re-revved up because it's you get, you get so numb to the fact that you look like, damn, I can't get no more number. Now I gotta go back to being mad. It happens that much. That's the word. I got a flash now because I don't even know what to do with my emotions anymore. You're disgusted. Niggas beyond that. You're exhausted. Nigga. If we could just put it all in a gumbo of disgusted, yeah. exhausted, a word, a word frustrated, tra- traumatized, yeah. triggered, all of that. Uh, and none of us so. asked for none of this shit, nigga. Somebody shared a meme earlier and it pissed me off, but it made it. It still had merit. Of uh, it's like she was saying, like man, like it makes you wonder, like what made white people first hate us and fuck with us, uh, even the Native Americans, like you know what I mean. Of course, we get into the levels of fear, which you don't understand, hate, ignorance, all well, of that. But when you when you when you, you see how it's been shit. trepidated for so long, it's, it's like, like damn, damn. what the fuck? We, like, we we never came back, y'all. Like 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 y'all thought we would ever would, and y'all still come at us with the fuck. Because shit. because that's what the meme get. say. The meme say we didn't we we didn't done this, we didn't done that, and, it, and the last of it was like we've even forgiven you, we've even prayed for you, we've done all these things, you still. Fucking us. And like, the meme has merit, I can say it now. But when I read the meme, I just got mad. Like, don't be asking the white people for this. <laughs> I just got mad even reading the meme. I was like, man, fuck them. Like, and of course, we often have to always give the caveat, not all white people. But y'all know the fuck we talking about. But, it, right? but it's, a, it's a question that you do ask, even if you don't ask publicly, you do ask eternally, why? What is this hate in your heart for real? Like, not, not saying I won't kill you because of it, but it's like, why, dog? What, 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 why, what's up with you? You know what I'm saying? Because it's the thing lie, is, though. when you don't have those answers, people come with all type of thoughts like, white people are the devil. Or white people don't have no souls. Or white people hate us because, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we're the chosen people or some shit. Like, you and know they what I mean? And come with all these things. And, and it's all <laughs> And it's like, at the end of the day, like, it, it's, it, it's a section. And it's a section that's, like you said, disease that's poisoned in a way. And this poison just keeps getting re-facilitated and re-facilitated. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of great white people that we all know that aren't fucked like this. But the thing that, that we all know about each one of them is this. They still have some shit in them because they come up in this white racist fucking um, country. So even if they're the best of the best, you got some cousin that's fucked up. You got some uncle that's fucked up. There's not too many degrees of separation that your white ass can find that's, that's so far off of, for you to find one of your fucked up people. And that's a problem as well. The fact that... You almost the anomalies, even if it's thousands of you. You're thousands of anomal- anomalies right. by comparison so to yeah. many of your relatives, and that's what gets frustrating for us because then you come and try to blame us for your racism. Yep. Right. I heart Erica. This is I, I want to just put out this quote. She posted something that L. Jones had put on her, I believe it was her Twitter, but she said, "If black people epigenetic, epigenetically inherit trauma from slavery." From our ancestors, what do the descendants of overseers and slave owners inherit? So basically she's saying, you know, black people, we we have racial trauma that mm-hmm. is passed down our entire life. But, uh, like, you know, generations have generations. Mm-hmm. So we have that trauma. What are our white counterparts 
Inheriting. Racial superiority. Entitlement yeah. for sure. That 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 is a bar among bars. Yeah. Which with that 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 per, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. When you think about it, it's then that's exactly what y'all were saying. Like they have a little bit of that in them, whether they want to realize it or not. Because we all got unconscious shit that's been stuck with us, whether it's through conditioning, whether it's through the DNA aspect of yeah. like you know what I mean. The, though, within the, the power dynamics that we don't even always notice, and when you bring that into it, of like those same power dynamics is still in some of y'all unconsciouses, which is why y'all be uncomfortable in ways that y'all can't even understand sometimes regarding certain things with com- regarding blackness. And right. that's what I wanted to say in response to when Joe said, you know, when uh, people ask, you know, why do they hate us? I think some of what we're talking about now is very much a part of that. And I think it's that maybe not, maybe they don't necessarily hate us, but they hate us because in order to accept us, they have to give up some of that fucking power. It's give up the and power they, as they, well they, as looking in the mirror. Yeah. Yep. And they hate that. So they lash out at, at, at us because we're the most vocal about it. Uh-huh. You know? That like yep. those two, bro. Because imagine, imagine not only having to super succeed power, but actually have to admit, damn, we yeah, was we really fucked, fucked up. up. Yeah, you know what I mean. Then we just finished talking about that, like mm. motherfuckers. Like it is hard. It's for hard people to take their fucking L's. To admit any and wrong. This is a super L. This mm-hmm. is a human human history L. You know. And it, and, a, and, a, and a lot of them feel like they've already paid for it or like that we just want they got all these things they tell themselves but when you go from the perspective of but y'all y'all got some like y'all not even educated on the unconscious shit that y'all have within you there's still a lot of you that think privilege is a myth and that's just the beginning of all the problems of, of, of racism something y'all don't even understand what systemic racism even is right. you know what i mean there's so many things that y'all won't even admit is real before we can even crack the, the real shit to get y'all cured. That'd be frustrating for me. It's like, y'all won't even <laughs> look at the elephants that be in a, be in a fucking room. Y'all just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm sorry. I'll oh, also say ahead. that I put this on my Facebook the other day. It may have been yesterday, actually. But I said, there's white allies out here that are still unwilling to give up their white privilege when that time comes. Because mm-hmm. that all means like reparations. Are they willing to get rid of like, let's say they're in a cushion job right now, and this is the time we got piece of, pe- persons of color that are qualified for this job, and this is their chance to give up their job and let someone else of color or BIPOC, whoever, take their spot. They're not going to want that. They're not going to want to do that. And that's... That's it's part of it. That's the fact, and that yeah. is part of it. You know what I'm saying? And, you, like, it, it comes down to, like, you know, you... You can love our culture all you want. It might be like what's that mean? Was on there? They might like particular ones of us. They might like you. They might like to fuck you. What have you? But when it's really when it's time, time to, to sacrifice, hmm. what you about? And that's and that's gonna that's gonna be case by case, I guess. That's yeah. like that's like the dude. Like I feel like we're having the exact same conversations over and over again dude. because the like, same shit keep happening yeah. over and over again <laughs> in different clothes, but like, it'd be the same motherfucker under them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like Justin. Particular, um, just that notion of, uh, you know, you can you can know the know the game, but you know, do you have the apl- application though? Mm-hmm. You know, and like Jay Mix said, you know, like there's like a lot of white allies that you know talk that talk, but when it comes time to you know actually you know put some put some shit down like for real, what's time they uh, fold? You know, mm-hmm. application is hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, but again, the application is hard. But I, I want us to. I need them to be educated before they can even, because sometimes they're not even, like, this concept that we just said, 
if we're just talking about this, there's many. They're not talking about it at all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like some of them just found out about Sundown Towns because the fucking Lovecraft Sorry, Country Show. Like, and I'm like, you, you and don't. I was like, y'all don't get taught y'all history. Y'all, what nigga? What Sundown Towns? What? And they still exist, by the way. Yeah, and, boy, at the same time, that's a, boy, don't you, we still get, don't you drive it through the night? Son, night time. That, that, this is a very black experience. If, I need y'all to know, white people, that to this fucking day, black people have angst, anxiety when we're going through certain towns on road trips. To this day, there's certain exits. In 2020, think about that. We're like, I'm not trying to do that exit. Mm -mm. They trying to go through Mississippi at night. What? You feel me? Why is that a thing? So the fact that, oh my God, sundown. It's like it's like when the watch went um, when uh. Uh, when the Watchmen show dropped, they just found out about Tulsa, and I'm like, wow. When freaking when 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 Lovecraft Country dropped, they just found out about Sundown Towns. I'm like, whoa. And just, so when I when I look at this, I'm like, so y'all have the nerve to tell me about my black card, about my place in in America, and what I need to do, and what type of black person I need to be, and you don't even know the fuck you are. Some of that shit be kind of fugazi to me too, yeah, dog. Like I feel like some of you bitches be fucking numb, but y'all just be playing stupid. Uh, I be feeling like they don't be knowing something because their grandparents didn't want to say the bad shit. I also agree with that, but I just feel like some of that is just them trying to, well, just some. Just and some of them could be, bro. They're just trying to. Man, mo most of them, most of them. Listen, listen. I throw it all into the pot, bro. Yeah. It was very easy back then to hide that kind of stuff now you can't do that nearly as much but even then the algorithms will make it so that it's still hidden from them so that's mm -hmm. why they're not having these conversations right, right, right. Yeah. it's in their textbooks yeah. it's in their textbooks they have white egyptians in their textbooks <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. like it's in exactly. their, it's in their wa the whole pool of water what they drink from every day and white water, white they, supremacy. they drink from this white supremacy every day, and it's in their everyday lives, son. Talking about escaping in education, they have talking about miseducation, dog. We had to miss, we had to learn about ourselves and be educated after we were miseducated. These motherfuckers got to change their whole culture because they're in everything that they ever see. That's oh, you just yeah. made me think of something on some real shit. Like they are empowered by their miseducation. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? We are fucked by ours, and they in turn are empowered by their the the, the more ignorant and yes. the less that they really know, because the they, more they. they can that their miseducation is education. Yeah. Right. But their miseducation is really their power, son. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, when you grow up thinking that you're... Because it's more of them than us. Yeah, like they fucking grew in up... In this country. And, here, yeah, here. And, and like still grow up thinking that their their race is the one, ones that have done everything. They've found everything. They've discovered everything. They've, you know, been everywhere, done all the fucking... All the superheroes yeah. look like them. Right. Even in the maps, your country, that the most countries that are white look bigger right. than the other countries that have people of color. Oh, yeah, Africa has been written, drawn, drawn small on purpose. purpose. <laughs> Ain't that some shit? The Netherlands be looking bigger than Africa. The Netherlands. Y'all uh, purposely drew Africa smaller just to fucking keep white supremacy going. What you saying, my nigga? Europe and America got to look good. Dude, even the fucking map, like... You know, pre you know modern modern era, they used to have the fucking center of the map based from Europe. Damn, didn't know that was in the center. Let's go. Yeah, like uh, they used to base everything out of fucking Europe, and so Africa was very fucking small. And really, there's this fucking thing where the uh, map, as we know it, is really flipped upside fucking yeah, down yeah, on some that. shit. Yep. Like all of that, like goes into how they've been able to like self validate themselves for fucking centuries centuries you got you centuries they will only let work. themselves yeah. compete against themselves right. so no one could else could even compete and once you motherfucker did like jesse owens then that's when shit start cracking and things are getting crazy but even yeah. bigger even bigger than all that my nigga when i'm just saying like, no, like no, i'm just saying when you talk about we have all this trauma that we have accumulated from those same centuries and they have all that empowerment entitlement <laughs> lies just all that and and hatred and mm -hmm. fear 
that they don't that even the best it's of them can't fear. even always mm-hmm. fuck, well the fear breed it at all. It's sure. Rude, yes, that's the rule. For sure. Fear. It's just it's just trippy to understand because like we're fear. just we're just finding out in our modern times, like I say, as a society, we get even more sophisticated, even though we get stupid. We're just realizing our modern time stuff like things being trapped in the DNA, things like things that we have to un- unlearn. Things like there's so many things that we're still learning about how we're dealing as black Americans. Because I often say we're the lost children of history. We're the only ones like us disconnected and mixed up the way that we are. Yeah. So like we're still figuring so much out in our young existence. You kind of see why them niggas think we're the children of Israel. <laughs> so so when, you, when you throw all that into the pot of, of like us still figuring that out and then take it in, they don't even know how much they need to Figure out and unlearn. They don't even know the they don't, size. They don't, they, don't, they don't know. They don't know. They son, don't know. Son, they're not dog. even taught it, and it's just becoming just, apparent. But they can't. They're privileged enough to not have to worry about that. They're right. in a comfortable spot. They're like, oh, the sixty percent. Right. You know what's funny about America, dog? You, you know what's funny about America? White folks make this country weak. You know what I'm saying? We are we are young country, dog. And there's countries like like you know what I'm saying who have some strong backbones of people in their countries, dog. You know what I'm saying? Even with the poorest, because black folks in every country is getting treated fucked up. Let me clean you up just this one part. I won't I won't say specifically that white folks make this country weak, but white people are the reason why we aren't what we could and should be. Amen. Yeah. How about Amen. that? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And that's yes. why we weak. You hear what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want no Nick Cannon shit happening this Why don't you fuck? I ain't got no Nick Cannon money. Who gonna come get me? You know what I'm saying? Talk your shit, bro. Talk your shit. Listen, dog, because, son, as fucking, they are the majority of the country, son, and they're majority of what other countries see, son, besides the negative shit they see about us, then we see majority of white folks doing dumb shit all the time, wilding all the time, fucking lazy as fuck, fat as fuck, you know what I'm saying? And all, this, all this, And they see those same <laughs> white people in power sell us to be our worst images out Oh, yeah, there yeah, too. of course, dog. They, they, of course they're going to, listen. If they looking that fucked up, they gotta sell us to look like we are fucking animals. Like See, we are, we we are beast. I just wanna throw that on there, but continue. But other countries look at us, dog, and they really that like, we we like like the representative the white folks put out there. We are fucking sad, son. And the first to have that much privilege as a country to look down on other countries who have been doing this shit way longer than we ever have. Countries getting over COVID, been twenty fucking two months ago was done with COVID. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Walking around no masks, living freely. We still can't get over it because we gotta have parties in fucking Maui and shit, and, and fucking go to fucking Florida and and, and, and key key. You know what I'm saying? All this dumb shit. Because we're way too too free. We too fu- and it's like it's like it's, it's like like we're so free that the, like but the privilege of it like like we like it's like that we own this freedom. Like God gave us this freedom. God gave us something that that and and, and, and Christian and the Christian ideology does have a strong part to play into this white superiority because they feel like God has given them the freedom to be superior, and they're the only ones that took the chance upon it. But everyone, that's the thing, anyone can be, well, at least everybody in this country can be free, but not everybody knows how to use their freedom correctly. You know? I, I feel like everybody can't be free when you got litigations against motherfuckers, like, motherfuckers can't vote, like, you become a felon, now you can't vote and shit like that, most black people yeah. be felons. I feel like it's all for us. It ain't never really free for us. They, they got so much shit set up for us in this relay race. But the only yeah. time black people get close to freedom is when we get rich. And that's why we financial so, freedom. And that's the that's the, that's why we be so obsessed with that's financial freedom money. to the point that we will chase money till we till we die to our worst detriment, to our worst health. We will chase money. We will, we will fucking like be obsessed with it. We will worship it because like that's the closest that we've ever been seen or that we ever have seen or been marketed to to see what freedom could be. You feel me? Like we like even we talk about like Will and Jada's kids. They look at free black kids. Why are they free? Because they got fucking money. You know what I mean? Like when you look at any time, because money gives you access, access gives you power. 
power. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all well, exactly what you said. You know what I mean? Same thing. You know what I mean? So and it's so unfortunate that we and we were gonna and we worship it because the setup in the system is that they put a large part of us so far down, even though we have a strengthening black middle class and there is a, a rising black upper class. Don't get it twisted, but don't we cannot pretend like the system still isn't created to keep a large amount of people that look like us in this country where we're a minority in this position. You know what I mean? To be under, to be shadowed on, to not receive the same opportunities and the same fair shake to be all that they can be with their fucking bootstraps. Yeah. So it gets really frustrating. When we take it back to even the Kenosha killer, when you look at this country, Trayvon wasn't even demon. How old was Trayvon? Oh, fuck, what, 16? 14. He wasn't even, yeah, yeah. he wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Trayvon didn't make it to 17. What about the little boy, uh, Tamir Rice? Like 11. He was 12. You know what I mean? Like, how many black kids have we seen them not defend? You won't tell me all lives matter, motherfucker. I ain't seen half you white people in these comments defend none of these black kids when they got shot in a manner that you're defending this 17-year-old kid. Oh, he's 17. And you said this earlier, like, without saying it, D, about the level of there's these growing um, feelings that it's like what we said about how when the, when the Me Too movement popped off, right? So many motherfuckers were getting got that there's this, there's this, 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 um, uh, this not hate, but just uh, resentment that started happening among certain men because they're like, oh man, all them out together. So when that resentment begins, then if a woman slips in any way, there's gonna be cheering by some people because finally, because they in their mind have made it us versus them instead of realizing what the real problem is. Yeah. It happens again when you look at like, you know what I mean, we when we get some take some of these monuments down, take some of these white people out. Then there's some certain white people that get in that regard of man, these black people keep on changing the way shit is, or these 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 social justice warriors or these progressive, whatever the fuck they want to name it. You know what I mean? And then so with anything happens that they can get a win they're like oh we're gonna jump on that and that's what kenosha killer feels like oh some people hate the protests are happening some people hate that any progress is happening and so in all that hate they're not saying it out loud for sure but when they can hear some shit up oh some protesters got shot i've been wanting yeah. to shoot a protester forever Correct. you know what i mean we had a little bit of it when that dude killed them cops and that a lot of black people was like well yeah, are you really surprised that somebody killing no, yeah, cops? No, we right. definitely had that. You hear me? Definitely and it's the that. same one on the inverse Shit. with this white boy. It's this inverse with the racist people. They don't want to claim racist, but they racist to try to defend the 17. And they kill you. You kill two white people. But regardless, he don't care what it was. He would have killed black. He would have killed whoever because he was armed with a gun and on one. You know, dog, white folks really hate to look at their own crime because the thing is, like... I just want to say hypocrisy just fucks with me. What you saying, son? Like, with this white-on-white crime, you dig? Like, white folks really hate to look at their own self in the mirror of the white-on-white crime that they create. Because if they did, uh, they'll see like, damn, we all, all a bunch of, of fucked up people. That have been at least Ooh. all the American wars have been white on white crimes. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I work for a one of. The thing is, they glorify that, that, that war. They they glorify the war. I mean, when okay, shit, World War Two Museum. I walk through there. There's so many stories of all the different, you know, World War Two veterans everywhere. That people can be reading or whatnot, but no, people are so fixated by the guns mm -hmm. that are displayed there. They are over there looking and they're looking at like the equipment. I'm like, this is dumb. And they're mostly white. They're white people, first off. Not black people. There's not many black people that go through there anyway. Because we got fucked. But <laughs> we got I fucked mean, if you think about wars. it in the grand scheme Every of things, war. like there is a fascination, yes. a um, no, that's a, no. I need a better way for that. Um, a fetishism yeah. with war 
guns mm-hmm. and just like having some sort of war situation. Like anytime that we're the cowboy up, country. Yes. We love being the cowboys. Yeah, but like even you think about, I don't know why Game of Thrones comes to my head, but like there was a lot of war and like fighting and that. I mean, I love Game of Thrones, but like there's mm-hmm. still like there's this essence of conquer. Yeah, like some sort of battle. The yeah. battles are like that's that's where they get excited and that's where. You know, I, I, I don't know how to really describe it. It's something that I can't necessarily empathize with, but I see it happen all the time. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. When I see white folks when they talk about war, they they love that Their shit. Their eyes yeah. light up. Yeah, it's like it's a joy. It's like, you remember this battle? 1,400 men died here this day. And yep. they, know the, they know it to the number. Right here, you got shot with the mullet right in the chest. Died two point six seconds afterwards. I, I think exactly. it comes. I think it comes with. Uh, I think it comes with specifically white America's obsession with patriotism and Americana. Mm-hmm. You feel and me? The propaganda of it all. And like they, they get, they get, they get off to being the hero. And because the thing is, everybody that's doing the war feel like they're the good guy. So they get off to being the one that oh, like yeah, we went to battle and we won because we're the good guys. We're greater and we're like this and that. And at the end of the, and like you said, the propaganda through the movies and stuff too. And they don't understand that that's craziness. And us as black people, we don't we don't identify as much because most of our history was almost being forced into these wars like right. we yeah, we yeah. wasn't the ones in power wanting these wars to pop off we had to no, go we only we got in, every every war we ever got in dog we only got in that bitch in hopes that we would come home and they would treat us with some fucking honor and respect hopes Be- and it you never happened it and never happened in that so one we, fucking war dog so we will not have those and we was the best in every war World War One, we got like like most of our platoon came back home with the Tuskegee Airmen. World War Two, we was the best with those motherfuckers, dog. Especially in the water with World War Two, with the Vietnam War, most of black folks came back home uninjured. You know what I'm saying? That was also because they weren't the ones like. Here's the thing, especially I know World War Two only because I you know World War Two Museum. They didn't let them in, like to. Re- they didn't put them in those yeah. positions where they could get killed nearly as much as their white counterparts. Mm. They wanted the white folks to get. The glory, you know, the, the, the glory, the honor, the of, of being, you know, of, for whatever reason. But like, oh, but yeah. when they put them niggas in though, oh, them brothers shine. Yeah, they shine like the a motherfucker. The ones that did. It was very few though. You're right. It was very yeah. few. So I want, I want, I want to shift gears a bit. Um, like, are you gonna talk about this? Probably some in the sports section about how the NBA, like the different boycotts, has been happening. Um, regarding it's been very because of Jacob shit. Blake and whatnot. And this one person brought up something. She was talking about uh, Hollywood should boycott in the same manner and i just want to speak to this because i i see where she's coming from but i feel for black people that's not smart we we tell our stories and make our art to get us through this shit you know what i'm saying i'm not even just that point joe i'm saying as black people in the arts specifically hollywood we are just getting afforded certain opportunities regarding the diversity shit and da, 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 all, all these things that's happening for black people. For us to now decide to boycott and relinquish the power that we just barely got the reins of, that doesn't help the cause. Mm-hmm. The cause is help out getting more of our faces in these places of media yes. and in these places of power. If anything, yeah. the white people need to be the ones <laughs> to sit out Hollywood and we don't talk. Any, For real. Yeah, that goes with anything predominantly white, anything though. There's so many people, that, the little bit of persons of color that they got in each of these little institutions or whatever, it's so easy to say, you know, uh, to, to boycott it, you know, to think that you're doing something, but like, you need to be there 
so that people see, let's say there's one other person, like let's say there's a visitor or whatever, they need to see that you're there in order for them to be inspired to stay there themselves. Right. And I mean, if we are trying to reverse the system or, you know, change the system, dismantle, whatever, like you have to, you have to put, you have to remember that. And it's hard, but you got to think about it. If you're going, like if, if you decide to keep pushing forward, what are they going to do? How are they? How how is that predominantly white institution going to make it seem that you're doing anything wrong? Like how, they can't sue you right. over you wanting to have more rights for yourself. You think mm -hmm. about it, you know. But you still need some of them to catch that fire in the fodder. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because you we can't just keep on burning ourselves. No, some of you motherfuckers you call yourselves allies. Well, ally, ally. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, also, I also think with the Hollywood thing, son, like. Yeah, it's definitely not the best, um, not the best course of action for them to boycott mm -hmm. because you know Hollywood and just movies and the media like that's a very powerful tool to move people in the first place. Mm -hmm. You know, if you take that weapon away, basically, it's like damn it, you fight with your arm behind your fucking back. Representation matters. No. Yeah, that shit really. I'm about to say, 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 I'm about to Right, and, that, and that's what I'm saying. And that's what I say. That's a big difference. <laughs> right. It's buku niggas in exactly. NBA. Bruh, they we, have all the power. Right, so that's why when they bought guys, like, oh, boy, they go to NBA. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Black folks bought Boycott Hollywood. It's like, that's why well, I, I guess won't be no more BET. Right. <laughs> right. right. No, no, all we gonna have is fucking BET. All right, right. you know what I'm Replay saying? Replay Baby Boy. They must want to see Baby Boy again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we, if, we, if we're just getting on the ABCs and the Lifetimes and the CBSs and the NBCs and the whatever fucking station and the stars and the Showtime, HBOs, HBO is filled with black stories now. We're finally getting these places. We talked about Chadwick Boseman being a hero of representation and what Black Panther did. That's like saying, no, all that type shit, stop doing it. Nah, right. you, because no. because black people get killed in the streets. Nigga, you, we will never work again. Right. We will never see any more black media because we don't get killed every fucking Mind? Yep. That's why I'm to burn ourselves. Black folks decided that we're not gonna make two of their movies this year. <laughs> hundred movies about to make this year. The two that we were gonna make them black, they said don't want them. Come on, man. So we're gonna replace them with with maybe a Hispanic movie. Possibly. And y'all hear about this goofy lady who said that the cops are smart to target her adopted black son. So Abby is it Johnson? adopted or is mixed? I don't know if because he said the boy was mixed. They say he adopted. I don't know. I don't know. Is what any other shit? It don't matter. You have right, a black son and your ass sitting up here saying it's saying, cool for the cops to target your son. Have to fucking relinquish custody of that fucking child immediately. Immediately. You're saying, hey, check my son. He's a threat. In the fucking current climate of all that type of shit, too, you gonna say that on a public public fucking stage? Lady, fuck you. Yeah, she gotta got she gotta up up that child. This lady said, "I recognize that I'm gonna have to have a di I'm gonna have to have a different conversation with you than I do with my brown haired little Irish, very very pale skinned white sons as they grow up. Really? Right now, right that was a very specific description. Fuck. Right now, Jude is an adorable, perpetually tan looking little brown boy, but one day he's gonna grow up and he's gonna be a tall, probably sort of large, intimidating looking maybe brown oh man. God. Oh my gosh. <laughs> And my other boys are probably going to look like nerdy little white guys. Oh, my God, lady. Statistically, I look at our prison population, and I see that there is a disproportionately high number of African-American males in our prison population for crimes, particularly for violent crimes. Niggas are beasts. So, statistically, when a police officer sees a brown man like Mike Jude walking down the road 
As opposed to my white nerdy kids, my white nerdy men walking down the road because of the statistics that he knows in his head, that these police officers know in their head, they're going to know that statistically, my brown son is more likely to commit a violent offense over my white sons. I know you are. So the fact that in his head he would be more careful around my brown son than my white son, that doesn't actually make me angry. It makes the pet, pet police officer smart because of statistics. But white people love statistics. So. They do, boy. They love receipts. They love, they love anything that with, they with numbers. <laughs> yeah, they love receipts. She just says she's. But it's awful. the receipts that they love because the other receipts behind why black folks are in prison is is a whole bunch of shit they didn't want to take account she for. She did not watch thirteen. Fuck. It she really ain't watching first forty eight. She ain't watching none of that shit. She even watching sixty days in jail. All right, <laughs> like she, she ain't got no real understanding of what is it. Most people that say shit like that don't understand anything about jail, anything about life in that kind of realm. If stats can be manipulated easily, but it's not even just the stats being manipulated. It's not even just what you're saying about the context of the stats and everything that goes into everything. That all, all that shit true too. It's what you first said from jump of. She need to relinquish her mothership. Yeah. Because my nigga... What kind it, of mother would even put their child in that kind of shit like you that? You just said I'm a shit-ass mama because you basically said most, most likely my kid is going to be violent. Why are they going to be violent? What kind of motherhood? What kind of mother are you? You're also saying because he's black, he's going to most likely be violent. And you did, you are already racist. Like, there's so much wrong with what you no, said. He's probably going to grow to be a big, he a big black man. He specifically the stereotype of the big black man. Right. And then my kid's going to most likely be little nerdy little white weaklings. Right. And that's why they're going to be safer for you to have to deal with cops. But my, my, my big black son, oh yeah. Because statistics show that, oh, like... I want and I don't know when or where or why, but my parenting won't even matter anymore. And something that's in him that's black is going to make him want to commit a crime. Like she I should not. Say, she, someone should take that fucking kid yeah, away. Right now. Right now. And dude, like I'm going to always preach, though, if it's one, it's a fucking million, son. Yep. Angels, oh, yeah. huh? It's a lot of them. That Duh, I'm pretty sure there was a lot of hand claps at that forum she spoke at. normal. Like, that's their fucking normal way of thinking, son. I was like, yep, yep. Like Brian Urlacher. And we'll it's get not to that in a to them. It's not even racist. It's just it's just a matter. It's of the way of life. The, their definition of racism is, or racist is different than our definition. Mm-hmm. It's just the way. I, I I can't even like. I don't got nothing more to say on that one. <laughs> like I got it. There gotta, really isn't much to say. We 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 know at least we know how dumb it sounds. I mean, and that she has a lot of self reflection that she needs to. To have if she's gonna keep that child her tan cps but my call CPS. please because my frustrating jay mix yeah. is the fact that only motherfuckers like us understand it but the motherfuckers that need to understand it don't and that little black kid is being raised and i'm scared Fuck, for him i'm, I'm so afraid for, for that yeah. kid and it's like you said, there's gonna be a bunch of kids. There's a bunch of kids like that right now being raised by clueless white people that don't realize the damage that they're doing to them because they're so fucking clueless and inequipped on anything black. It's like I've never felt this way before about white people ad- adopting black kids, but that shit scares me. Nah, now. son, nah. They, you saw how the white folks kidnapped the other black kid, and then with the story we talked about in our last podcast. But with this shit, dog, of course, son. And not just any white people, like rich, affluent, right wing white people adopting black babies scares me now. All white people that adopt black children scare me. Like, I feel like y'all need to be briefed extremely. Why you don't adopt no white children? Why you don't want to adopt, why why, why you want to adopt black children? You need to be briefed. You need to be brief. I'm not gonna hate on you. Especially being, in America. I'm not gonna hate on you for being white and then deciding that you want to adopt a black kid. I will hate on you if your intentions aren't pure about it. Pure. That's why you gotta be brief. 
And also, and even if your intentions are pure in your mind, I need I need to get an interview with you to see what you think is a matter of fact. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I gotta ask you some questions. Yeah, but that's the thing. I and I, I want what kind of toys will the child play with? I need black people to be interviewing these white people. Yep. I don't need yep. the white yep. CPS people in their town to be the ones to give them their interviews and to be uh-huh. able to discern uh-huh. if they are fit to take care of black children. Because that right there in an instance made me and all of us go like, you should not be taking care of black kids, especially a little boy. Right. Mm-hmm. Real talk. I don't think you should be fit for no mother to take care of children. Nigga. But uh, but. Nigga. Especially yeah, black children, because that's right. Because whatever, because whatever you're brainwashing your into your little white kids is really gonna fuck us up too. So yeah, you're listen, just a bad. Listen, if he gets angry, call the police on your brother. Nigga, okay? if he gets angry, call the police. Um, last up, man, we are gonna end this at. You know what? Yeah, can we? We are gonna yeah. end this at too fair today. Yeah. on this one, it's just it's just it's just people in the hypocrisies, bro. Because like you know, I'm, it, it frustrates me at times that how how um. It's like the whole the term hotel is like a term feminist. The term woke has gotten so far away from what it originally was supposed to be. But the true definition of that where its roots was, no, get educated, peep this shit out, get out of the programming. You know what I mean? Like there's all these conditions, all this shit that they try to tell you is the right way, but no, peep what the machinations and the puppet strings are. And us as black kids, a lot of times are educated by whether our grandparents, our mom, our daddy of this event. This time, if there are any white people out there listening, I need y'all to take that in. Because I feel like we get all this about, oh man, the, the white man this and the system that and this and that. And they just get to lolly along in their privilege and not take in. You know what, white people? You were fucked up and conditioned wrongly. A lot of things that you think is matter of fact and normal, nigga, it should not be normal. It's not fucking normal. You're like, you need to step out of that bounds. And I don't think that is told to a lot of you motherfuckers enough. Yeah. I don't think it's said enough at all. Because again, that whole idea that the pain and trauma is passed through the DNA... Well, in a way, no human being should be raised to hate. So you guys were traumatized too in the manner of being raised to hate us. So that's a trauma you motherfuckers need to work on. And I don't think enough of you are even aware of it being existing. So I'm going to just throw that out there to end this bitch. Eat um, that bitch. Um, let's get into that. Those are the America. <laughs> Do what you gotta do to survive in these hard times You better keep a strap on your lap when it's war time I come from the city where the skinny niggas die But I might be your father so I gotta stay alive That's why I spit more fire than the semi-45 Growing up in the jungle turned me to a warrior Now I spit it better than Biggie, Jigga, and Nas No disrespect, it's just my competitive drive Crank the engine, I'm on the road to riches Baku finish, I'm smoking O's and spinach Bro, look what you started, I gotta kill it I just hope you come and pay my bond when I finish even the judge told me that my bars are convicted Cause I get these rappers to death row with every sentence I hope you lame niggas stop fronting for these bitches Cause you ain't really ballin' little daddy, you penny pinchin' And I ain't saying I got a little homie, but I be grinding. Yeah, it's gonna take some patience, I know it's all in the timing My mama gave bread in the sky, her son shining I'm a Kimberlite pipe I was up on Master P for a little while Man, listen, let me tell you son, son. I, mean, I ain't about to speak on Master P too much because you hear me because that's Master P. And I don't know who out there, he, he got to listen to this podcast, you hear me? Mm-hmm. I, all I know is that I roll with the No Limit Tank. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know that from what the documentary that my dog Bass told me about, that man got a lot more respect for a lot of things he done. And whatever's going on with him and his family is between him and his family. Now, I think that Monica, you hear me? I think that she doing whatever she need to do to get her man back. And that's on her. You hear me? That's on her and her man. A whole used to be man. And whatever he got going on with that. I also think that the family that's coming at Master P is Master P family. And they know a lot more than I do. 
I'm just happy that he helped the projects out. He gave a football team to Kaminsky Bop and Jeff Davis. And that he used to speak to me a lot of times when I was around the neighborhood when he came around. I appreciate that. I hope see to get out unless he did the murder. And then between that, that's between God, the judge, and everybody else. Free Mac. And that's my take. That's my TED Talk. I don't really know too too much about what they got going on. I do know it was like he say, she say with all that shit, like with the family, like not getting support for the grandmother and things like that, blah, blah, blah. You know, some of it sound kind of fucked up on people. But then again, like you say, they don't really know what's going on over that. So like, it could be anything. I don't know. Um, ain't a family, dog. They always been a private type of people. Yeah. So now that she all coming out, I'm just going to let the chips fall where they may. I also kind of feel for feel for P. You know, I don't I don't know what it's like to be that rich and have all those people in your pocket like that. I don't have people in my pocket now, and I hardly have anything, so I couldn't imagine what that's what that could be like. You know, like your fucking trust level, even for your family, is probably at an all time low all the time. You know, for various reasons. Because they feel so, what you should do. Yeah, like when when you're rich, you know, it seems, you know, people automatically kind of put these unspoken responsibilities on you financially you know especially family and you know was, <clears throat> I, it just must be hard we was watching uh, the barbershop episodes with LeBron and one of the comedians Chad was on that one of them yeah and the comedian was like man your fucking auntie wants you to give her $10,000 because she told you good luck at a show one time when you was like 10 years old and shit you know what I'm saying like get the fuck out of here you know what I'm saying and you know what's really fucked up bitch you always knew I was gonna be great you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I just think that, but I think as far as like the part with family, like, bruh, you know what I'm saying? They don't come support. They don't come do all the things in the third. But as soon as you make yourself on it and have this kind of rich and wealthiness about you, they now it's like, oh, well, I'm family. This is what family's supposed to do. You know what I'm saying? Well, you didn't do what family's supposed to do when, when we was fam. Mm-hmm. When, it was, when it was nothing about the money, when it was just about the love. Right. So now, if all the love is about the money, I'll get out of here. Because right now, dog... Mm-hmm. Like, like you said, it's people in your pockets, dog. I got family members that be in my pocket, you dig? They didn't come to none of my graduations. You know what I'm saying? Didn't do anything for me but in any part of my life, you dig? But like, hey, can you give me this? Can you can you front me that? Can you give me this? Can you bring me there? Like, man, all this other shit, you dig? And that's why I be like, no, but I can't for, you, for your children. Because we was all fucked together. So we all we got, you know what I'm saying? So what I wanted to say on it was... I want to big up Monica for trying to get C. Murdered out of jail. Um, I believe that it was, you know, the, the, the BT had this really good documentary that, uh, no, that Joe brought up about New Limit and the whole thing about Masterpiece Grind, you feel me? And in watching that documentary, man, you can't help but get inspired. You know what I'm saying, man? You watch this dude get it from the dirt. That's a hustle, no! Ice cream, man. You feel me? And it, 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 and, it, and it also got into the things with C. Murder. So, um... You know, I, mean, I don't know if it was up to the documentary or what, but you know, it came into the to the you know the public space that you know Monica like man she wanted like because in the documentary it broke down like how people was lying. You know what I'm saying? Like they never had any DNA evidence. They, they didn't have they, they 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 connected nothing. It just was they basically showed how like the bad rules the police department didn't fuck with P and M because P from like years for the for the longest had established black wealth for himself and kind of was flaunting in their face. So that's so any any excuse to get anything like they was really on that. So that this one cat who's on there that went had testified even, um admitted he lied about uh it being C murder twice. 
And now he's saying, maybe, like, I don't know what made him come clean now, but he decided he wanted to come clean now about it and shit. So all this new light coming about it, Monica just stepped up. She claimed that she been in touch with him for years. She got Kim Kardashian involved. And that made C. Murder be like, you know what I mean? You know, thank you. You know, boom, 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 boom. Of course, that offended Master P because Master P been out here, you know what I mean, trying to get C. Murder out. And like you said, there's so much family business involved yeah. in all of this that it gets sticky. And I will say, when you watch the documentary, I can understand if I'm in Master P position, and if even before you even went to jail, I was trying to get you out of this environment, away, because that was a big one of the biggest parts of the documentary too. Master P was like, I kept on like, like, see, I, I gave him true records so he could just like get out of there, get out of there, get out of there, because I felt like something gonna happen. But see, murder, you a real nigga. He wants to see murder, like boy. See murder hit that highway with hundred k plus worth of kilogram cocaine, not. See, Murder, he, he wanted to, like, never leave, you know, the hood because he felt like that's what kept him him, that's what kept him sane, that's what kept him authentic. So I understand where C. Murder was coming from, but you still see where Master P coming from. When you get a certain level of wealth, some people don't want to take you, you down. If you truly want to give back, you know bro, I mean? you got to let certain things go, bro. So, like, I can understand why, like, if you've been in a hunt hard, going hard for your brother all this time, for someone else to seemingly be about to get the credit... Like, it's an ego thing, but I understand the offense. Yeah. I just wish that it wasn't all playing out in public because what you said earlier about P has usually been so private about his life that he's able to move like a dawn for real. We don't know a lot about him for real, for real. So it's like when he speak most time, you're like, oh, Master P speaking. So I was just not liking all this like ring ram gumming whether it was that's how you know it was a soft, soft issue for that boy because you saw that boy just be like damn p you 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 out your element right it now was, from where it was, it was random family out the woodwork whether it was like you said p being out the element apparently soldier slim sister believed that master p set up soldier slim to get killed and that was the ring rang in the talk and she on video yeah. going on and on about that and it's like all this all this that came out and i felt like it just was open because p showed weakness that he normally wouldn't have by being just a tad bit um, I don't want to say caddy or petty because I feel like it's important to him. So I don't want to like minimize it. But you get mm -hmm. what I'm saying. This could have been handled privately. If he felt like C. Murder said something, I'll let you bro. And I ain't going to tell a man how to do him. He want to talk his shit. And it's like you said this off mic once. He might have been new to social media. Like, oh, C. Murder, you know what I mean? Whoopie, whoopie. So there's a lot of things involved that we can't even speak on. But I just wish outside looking in, the whole story was played different. Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? I wish it was Especially after this fucking documentary didn't drop. Because I love Kevin P in a good light like that. You mm -hmm. feel me? Like, he's like, I didn't even know that he was he, he put money down in the Calio development to be what it is right now. I didn't know he put his mm -hmm. money on that shit. There's a lot of things that P has done that I don't like seeing a prominent figure get a tarnished rep off of bullshit. Now, if you yeah. do some fuck shit, like you got mystical in the documentary, and the whole time I'm looking at him like, nigga, you done got arrested for rape twice, man. Fuck you on some shit. Right. You heard me? But like, and I'm like, nigga, that's two times, bro. You know what I mean? No. That ain't two no, times I came in with my dick in my hand. You know what I'm saying? No, bro. Ain't two times niggas lying on you, bro. But when I look at PP, ain't getting caught up in no bullshit. So yeah. I hate that any P was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. You know? But um, yeah, man. That was that's all I wanted to speak on. That Dose of Nola America, man. Yeah, Feel me? Um, let's get into that bats nerd out moment. Bats nerd out moment. Bats. Nerd out. That's the That's the 
Is y'all here doing a live action Powerpuff Girls? Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Wait, what? They're doing a live action Powerpuff Girls. That's I think that, I think that's dope, but then I just gotta see it. It's a I, thing. I, I have to see it. I don't know how they would do it. I'm excited. Like she lit up. Yeah, she lit I up. I don't mind. I do want to see. I'm it. interested. And I'm interested. I think. Uh, I think the only thought I got about it right now, if like this is something that's coming up, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they threw the Black Pop Up Girl in there somewhere I, I too, hope so. as like that's a little cameo or something. Nigga, if it really happened, they probably wouldn't even have her as no cameo. She would be a main character well, at some point. Yeah. Like that's the other thing. I hope that whoever they do decide to. Make them all three different. I, I want them. Like, I want to be all three, like a white girl, black girl, Hispanic girl. Yeah. Cause like it's like it's like ki- these are chemicals. They didn't have to all come out to be white girls, unless the professor was and like cartoons. Like, yeah. You can, you can always do something out of that. Yeah, they look, they presented themselves as white, but like think about it. they had a black Ariel, they got black. You know, it's all kinds of. I think. I hope that they hire some more. Not just the actual black Powerpuff girl, but I hope they that presented, one of the main ones are black. They presented like three like white girls, like all like we have all three types of white girls: blonde ones, redheads, <laughs> and your favorite Italian. <laughs> You're right, sir. And, and I, I agree. Uh, to Hollywood, Jay makes there's nothing inherent about those characters that made them have to be white girls. They're made from chemicals, right? And I, spice. I, I honestly thought that <laughs> they, they were like the white girls. But, I thought they were little white girls. No, no, they drew them as little white girls. But what we're saying is, truthfully, if you look at the schematic, why oh, how they were created and what oh, they're about, yeah. you know, yeah, what I mean, there's like, no reason like playing to the story at all. Yeah. And they, like Joe said, they're made from chemicals. Why did they have to come out as white yeah. kids? Sugar you know what I'm saying? Too. There is Man. no reason aside from that. Black person. folk, black kids don't come from sugar and spice and everything nice. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, no, 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 the black people gotta be the villain. That's why. Right, Mojo Jojo black. Right, Mojo Jojo gonna be black. You hear me? So like, truthfully, they could be whatever. But I just, I'm just curious how they were presented. It. I, I, the only way for me for it to work is it gotta be little girls. Like yeah, I think I think yeah. it'd be inspired if it feels like little. And they were teenagers. Yeah, I don't not teenagers. Nah. Ten year olds. Ten year olds. Eight to ten. Like little good child actors. Yeah. Though. I'm not with no. Nah. She can't. She can't be. She can't. Can't. She can't be fine. Because it's the voice. I want like, to find bubbles. Baby voices and everything. Right. Like, I want, that's important. Yes. I, I just don't want no teen bubbles. Because Dora was a little no too old. I saw Dora Explore live yeah. action. Yeah. I'm like, that was weird. No, I didn't watch it. I saw the commercial. I'm like, why Dora so Why old? kneecaps so long? Bro, yeah, bro. That was that was a woman like playing Dora. Like, wow. What y'all doing here? Let me tell you. It's like somebody who smokes cigarettes between takes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> I got to see that, okay? Uh, they're, doing okay. A, they're doing a color purple remake movie but here's the here's the other angle it's they're doing a musical oh no what? a yes. musical in a movie Hard form dance. of color purple you never done it though who the Hard fuck wants to see that shit Hard man that, I, let me tell you dog certain Hard musicals dance. i think it's only need to be seen live that movie was made already so the movie should be good to make it a color musical like it just feel like it just rubbers the it takes away too much from the theater aspect of the live musical performance but the musical is first the musical, yeah, there you go. Who gives a fuck? The book was first. All right, how about that? Okay, well, all right, snip, snappities. I never knew that. Yeah, I, I never knew that. The musical was first. So and that, also, that, the musical is great. And but the story is slightly different, right? I feel like on uh, film. The story, the story is also different. A little bit, well, not too that, much. That that that, put, that puts a different layer on it. For Say me. Louder. In that case, then maybe they should do it. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious. Well, you know what? I'm not mad at more, more black shit. Put more it up black there. shit, right? Fuck it, put it up there. Fuck it. I, I had that sentiment when they didn't say it was the musical, because there's no reason to me to remake the movie. Right, the movie's already yeah. made, and it's, and it's classic already. Yeah. There's no reason to remake the movie. That's kind of like 
Cinderella, how they redid Cinderella and did it with Brandy and made it more like the musical because mm-hmm. it was based off of the actual musical. Come on. Right, right. So if you're going to give me a new story and you and there's a new audience, it's going to be a new generation being exposed to the color purple at all. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And again, you're presenting it. It's like Dreamgirls. You know what I mean? You, you're presenting it as a yeah. musical. Sweeney Todd did it. Fuck. So it's like, yeah. I, I, I'm open. And like you just came, after you came, calm down, you realize it's more black shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> It's just a color purple story. It's so fucking sad, it, dog. It's, yeah, it's yeah, good. It's happy sad. and sad. And it's not even you just know, that. It's, it's you know, also Paul, the, Paul. it's also the sentiment of they just keep rebooting shit that they don't need to reboot. Yeah, dog. Right. I'm like, that's, son, that, we're being dangerous. That's the main thing for me. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. same. There's so many other stories. You know, so many. I'm ready for some new original content. Personally. Resident <laughs> Evil TV series is we're, coming. We already had that with Walking Dead. Walking Dead, yeah, Walking mm-hmm. Dead. Well, Except with a big giant monster now. I think it's different. Some, it's some more government shit. It's yeah. the, right. It's depending upon which game. Because there's one of the games that's really in some rural areas that can feel like Walking Dead. But like when you throw the government aspect in your face and you start it off with that. And it's way more city-ish. It's like there's a way to play it where it can be just different enough from Walking Dead. But I'm, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> I mean, I, like, as soon as you say zombies, like Walking Dead has three iterations. Yeah, and that is like, like we've I, zombied I, that out. out. Right, <laughs> Out after walking dead. <laughs> they, they did everything Holy with the zombie shit. you could do. Oh, wait, you could take the dog zombie skin and he could scale other zombies. Oh, you could do this with the zombie? Oh, they got. Man, and and not only that, when, when, when Walking Dead was at its most popular, they had all these other zombie movies that were also every yeah. fucking where at the same time. World so, War Z. Yeah, so when you say you're zombied out, I'm zombied out. I, I totally understand. But it's I'm like still. like being vampired out there and like that vampire. True right? Blood era. It was like vampires yeah. was everywhere. Vampire Diaries. Underworld. Twilight, all of it was around the same time. It was like they, I was they gonna I, say Interview with the Vampire is the greatest vampire movie. I agree. Ever. I haven't watched it yet. Yes. That's a that came out like 94, 95? 94. Yeah. yeah. They're remaking uh-huh. that too, by the way. Oh. With no. who? With who? It's just in the right oh. stage. It's just in the right stage. Who? I don't know. They don't have no casting. Who are they casting? They, who knows they have yet? to cast Brad and Tom. No, bitch. <laughs> 20 oh, years later. Yes. I mean, you know what? If they, if they were to do that, they should do Black vampires. I they should have been doing black vampires, though. But I've been saying, black, black folks can't be vampires. I've been saying for years that it makes no sense for them not to have an ongoing New Orleans-based vampire-type monster show with black people because it's like ours. There's so much heritage here that you can play off when we talk about anything horror esque, and they, they, they flirt with that. it. Oh, they yeah, they flirted with it with American Horror Story. They flirt with it, but I'm saying no. Make a series here. The leads all black. And ride that, ride that shit, rock that shit. It'd I be would cool. love to do a vampire. Like that's that's something that um you just made me think about because I remember one time you asked me like what would my favorite characters to play be. I would love to play like a dope vampire story. Like, oh that would wait, be super fun. Pause. They're shooting two in New Orleans right now. They're shooting two. One's a movie. One's a series. I don't think the series is black though. <sighs> The movie is mixed. We'll see how it comes. I forget. I forget. Sorry guys. So we'll see. We'll Probably see. A second, I have to take it. Um and y'all guys see the Batman trailer teaser thing? We did see it. We did see it. Oh, then let's put it on because I don't mind watching it again. Pull up the Batman teaser trailer. Listen, I don't mind ever watching this again.
friend. Is that Jeffrey Wright? Yep. Oh, Mr. Gordon. Having a clue. Let's play a game. Just me and you. Any of this mean anything to you? You're becoming quite a celebrity. Why is he writing to you? If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be? He, he he lied about working out. He lied, yeah. And no, he lied so much that there's an article out right now with serious? his workout. Yeah, he, he trolled. It was, it was a purpose. Yeah, that was a troll. You look really good. Dude, that purpose shit looks dope. Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, that yeah. is fucking insane. Mm -hmm. Y'all know how I feel about Jeffrey Wright. Um, his emo Batman looks really cool. I guess it was the penguin. He looks who? Well, yeah, Colin Farrell was the penguin and you didn't even realize you saw him because... Oh, shit. He has on this fat suit that makes him so unidentifiable. Oh my goodness! Right there. This is this is. Oh wow! 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 We. See if I can catch a light. I thought that face looked familiar. I wouldn't have picked out Colin Farrell to like right on the way. I don't know why the light ain't falling on him, but it's this fat guy right here. Yeah. That's him. Yeah. But dope. And we can find. I'll find a picture of him later. But like, yeah, Colin Farrell's a penguin. Dog. I like the imagery. I'm listening. Let me hear what y'all saying. Super good. You know. It looks fun. Like, I was kind of, um, what's the fucking word? Um, skeptical. Skeptical, yes, but I'm sold. It's cool. I'm sold too, only because Rob Patterson I always been a fan. Mm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Twilight. I, like, well, I was one of the people no that. Team, well, I was uh, one of the team, the team Jake, not Team Jacob, Team Edward. Yeah. During yeah. the Twilight series, that I was all in that. Okay, Team, team Twilight. Twilight. But yeah. also, I enjoyed him as Cedric. In what? Diggory in, in Cedric Diggory in Harry, in, um, Harry Potter. Well, those were the reasons why a lot of people didn't want him to be Batman. All the reasons that she loves him because <laughs> he was. Man, I don't know what soft ass Twilight ass nigga Batman. Life, but I always like he's always shown that he can act. Yeah, that's the thing too. Like the, one of the biggest things is I've said this many times on this podcast before that um, when I heard he was cast, I was with it specifically for two reasons. One was I respected that after Twilight. 
he got all that money from Twilight, and he then committed his entire career to just indie projects he fucked with. Mm-hmm. And if you follow yeah, his career after Twilight, every film, none of them have been blockbusters, but they all have been high esteemed, high credited. Yes. He's got nominated or won awards for them. He has been highly respected for his craft yep. for the past 10 years. But a lot of people wouldn't know because he's decided not to do any blockbusters. That's like gangster yeah. shit, though, because you really forged your own path on that shit. He already got the money off the Twilight. When you get the bread. So paid, the Twilight gets more. That's, that's, that's like those yeah. kids that start off in Disney and then, like, don't do anything after that or like you see like who actually use utilizes their their disney stardom to like pat uh what is it Car- carve the path that mm-hmm. they want i think zendaya is like one of those people she's amazing with yeah. that and i and so so and the, like he just did he just decided to get into bigger budget for race so he's gonna be in christopher nolan's tenant um okay. or whatnot but for the most part he's purposely only done the indie route to get his chops on so I already felt like knowing that about him, I'm like, okay. And then I go into what I keep calling, dog. It's, I don't call it the Batman curse, but it's happened in every generation. When Michael Keaton was cast as Batman, they went nuts because he was only known as Beetlejuice. And it was like, what the fuck? How he? No, 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 no. Classic. Mm-hmm. Heath Ledger. When he was cast as Joker, the fan wasn't crazy. That was pretty boy. Classic. Yep. Even Anne Hathaway's Catwoman. It happens every Ben Affleck. He was he was a good Batman. People did not want him, and now they're like, oh, Ben Affleck's my yeah, Batman. He was a good Batman. Dude, every time, and it comes down to me going, you gotta trust the director. If there's a choice that doesn't make sense to me, I'm gonna always go with what director is this? This director is Matt Reeves, who just killed it in the Planet of the Apes films. The last two Planet of the Apes films were amazing, the yeah. way he did the story of Caesar. So when I look at what he did with those films, and he decided to cast this guy as his Batman. What does he see? He sees he something, sees something I didn't see. see. I wasn't in the casting room. Right. I was not in that fucking room. He saw some gangster shit. And he didn't, they didn't give it to Rob. Rob had to out, he had to compete with like five other motherfuckers because people don't just give franchises to nobody. So Not right, we can't Batman, we can't put Batman, Batman on just anybody's shoulders. So my mind went, nope, I'm trusting it. So everybody's talking yeah. that shit. I said, Rob gonna kill it. I've been saying it for months. Rob gonna kill it. Rob gonna kill it. Y'all tripping. Rob gonna kill it. And then this drop, and this is what I also found out about this. Only 25 percent of the movie has been shot. This oh, teaser is only gleaned from 25 percent of the movie. It looks hmm. so good. <laughs> looks. So they still good. shooting. With their cast of Zoe, Zelda, Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman, fucking John Turturro as Count Carmine Falcone, nice, Colin nice. Farrell as the Penguin. You know what I mean? You got mother like, come on, dog. You they guys said, are about they, to kill it. They, Jeffrey Wright. We got Andy so Serkis as Alfred. We have to show you something right now. Come on. We just have to. We have to show you something. It's so good by word of mouth that they gave the director an HBO Max deal to do a Gotham, a Gotham PD series just Damn. about the the police in Gotham because he feel like the world he's created he can make other stories and Zoe Kravitz might. Get a Catwoman spinoff series to a goddamn self. That's how fucking good they feel about this script in this movie that's only 25% done. So when everybody hating on old fucking Robert Pattinson, I'm like, oh, yeah, y'all about to sleep on some shit. Y'all about to suck his dick, don't worry. Y'all about to suck that Y'all about to sleep on some shit. That's all I'm saying. Don't be sleep. Don't sleep. Don't, that's you, I thought I wasn't going to be able to say I told you so for many more months from now. But this allowed me to be able to say I told you so to a couple of people, more people this time. You feel me? Yeah. And last up, since we're talking about um, like trailers um, and, and people with, with weird choices that we didn't think would be cast, the um, newest Wonder Woman trailer dropped. Okay. And we finally get to see Kristen Wiig's Cheetah. And that was the big wonder when Kristen Wiig was cast as Cheetah. 
it was another one of those things though, because you know we know her as a comedian. We don't know her as like Tina is like you know what I mean Wonder Woman's like equal on that fighting shit. Like we don't know her as no badass kick ass motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So people was like, how she gonna be mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. big the Joker to Wonder Woman? Probably you know what I mean, motherfucker. Let, let's so see let's it. see how they rock. Mm-hmm. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. Your time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world! I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. Look like you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. I've never been one for rules. The answer is always more. Forgot to tell you. What? Radar. Will they will they shoot at us? Barbara, what did you do? I'm not so keen on this one, I figure uh, you are, but you know what, I'm ready to go. I think we can do better. Parachute pants? Yeah, um... Does, it, does everybody parachute now? Wonder Woman 1984. I'm with it, <laughs> I'm with it, I'm with it. It looks fire, it looks fire. I like the cheetah um, aesthetic. Yeah. They made it look really cool. I like Wonder Woman's mode of travel. She's swinging on lightning and shit. Swinging That's gangster shit. Lightning. I'm like, oh, that, that looks... I like she was swinging on clouds and everything. It seemed like because when it wasn't like yeah. she was still swinging. What the fuck? She was swinging. She was swinging on the lightning that was off camera, Joe. No, huh? <laughs> Jay, makes what you're saying about this Wonder Woman. So I saw the one with Homegirl and Homeboy from the last. Was this the second one or the third one? This is the second one. Okay, so I remember having some issues with the last one. Okay. <laughs> so like seeing them, like I don't know, because like her whole aesthetic for that was to save that guy, right? In the first in one? In the first one. Partially. She also had to, you know, ride for her kingdom or the mascara or whatever. I see. I, I, I just need to know why he's still alive. Cause I know, I, I thought know. that he died. No, he totally died. And that's something they're making a joke of. He's in, now he's in 84. Cause the first one was set in World War One time. So now he, some kind of way he's back and part of the joke is, okay, I'm in 84, I don't know what the fuck going on. He didn't know radar existed. So I get the joke, but I need some explanation. Yeah. So overall, I don't know. For me personally, um, 
I'm not too excited about it. So you was more hyped for Batman than Wonder Woman. I am. I was more. I mean, I like Wonder Woman, but I don't Sexist. think this one. No, no, no. It's not even. It's not even that. It's just that. It's just that they're like what about this movie? What progression of any sort of you know you know how like they always like to put a new twist on something whatever movie you know like something progressive or what would not but like you know they have emo batman like you've never seen emo batman before so that's like progressive in a way that you've seen that for the first time what are they doing with this with this movie hmm. to make you think oh yeah i like to see that because of this like you're only seeing oh you see the cheetah you see the the, the, the cheetah but like that's that's about it for me i'm gonna give them the fact i'm gonna give them this this is this may be the first female-led sequel ever. I can't think of a superhero film to get a sequel, mm. big budget. Okay. Hmm. I think Supergirl had one back in the day, but it didn't go to theaters. I don't think so. Like she making history at least in the level of for a super a, for a woman getting a getting a sequel to her movie. Mm. That's a big deal. And this was one, of, and, and I think another big deal. This, this on the behind the scenes because I know exactly what you're saying. If you're watching just this, mm-hmm. but on the behind the scenes thing, I'm gonna give them this too. Of um, this time, the the director, like last time, the director, it was, it was the same director, female director. I forget her name right now. But um, Zack Snyder, who was dealing with the, you know, he was kind of doing the Justice League shit like that. He still had the production. Uh, he still has hands on the first one. Mm-hmm. This is her. She get to just do her movie without mm-hmm. no nigga hands on none of her shit. Mm-hmm. So that's a part of the like the appeal of okay, what what is what is your real Wonder Woman movie about to look like yeah. without nobody like micromanaging or telling you you got to do anything any kind of way? Mm-hmm. So that's interesting on it for me at least. And I guess I guess the answer maybe a piece of your gripe is man, man we got so many nigga superhero movies coming out that just be about whatever the fuck man. Let this lady have her one too, man. <laughs> Why yeah. not? But I get like the thing I was surprised by was I never thought that they would go with a CGI cheetah. I just kept on looking at Kristen Wiig and was like, how the fuck? You know what I mean? They, they still show her. She's still looking badass when she's not in CGI. I was like, all right, Kristen, I see you. You got a little muscle. You got some thighs now. I see you. Girl. You feel me? But, you know, and I got to say this, too. I'm a biased to superhero films anyway, so I, I watch them all. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not going to watch it. I'm just saying I may not get anything out of it progressively. You might watching. not, but I hope so. We'll see. I'll hope. Nah. We'll throw, I'll throw some hope. Keep hope alive. Yeah, I, I'll keep the hope alive. But like, yeah. she, she said, but watching this trailer, I need a little bit more. I do remember, however, watching the first movie and I was like, I mean, yeah. I was I was in the gym a lot. So like, I had already felt like, oh yeah, I'm going to be like Wonder Woman by the end. Like, like, it, like I, it really inspired me. But the first trailer even was even inspiring. Like, because oh, I, yeah. I, I get what mm-hmm. you're saying on like, the first trailer even had these things about it that made you feel like, oh no, this is a woman's story and there's going to be these things. Like, I get I get what you feel is lacking here. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. this bitch don't got no depth. But she kicking ass and she flying on yeah, like she's that. still doing her thing. Like, <laughs> the first one. I guess that's the thing is I've seen that and I've already been inspired by it. It's like, what will this do to... Top that. She's like, that. I already yeah, know yeah, that women yeah, are badasses. Yeah. What else? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. What else, bats? <laughs> Nerd out, mom. So, Joe, hand it to you, man. What you got, man? Sports. Sports, fuck yeah. Sports, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to start off with the everybody in the NBA protesting and saying they wasn't going to play basketball anymore. And now, apparently, they're going to play basketball again. Yeah. 
I don't know if the Clippers and, and the Lakers going to do it. That's the ones that said they were going to specifically say out the whole season. Yeah. yeah, so I'm still wondering about that. But apparently Obama had talked to him and told him to keep keep uh, keep hope alive. You know, and t- oh, so that wasn't a rumor. Obama really, yeah, apparently okay. Obama ran ran to talk to him. But I mean, at the same time, I don't I don't know though. Like uh, I felt like it was good that they took that stand. The fact that they'll play again. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that right now. I just it, know what's happening. I know uh, Naomi. Uh, uh, I want to say her name correctly. Either it's uh, Asake or uh, Asuke. Uh, I want to say uh, Naomi Asaka. Asaka. Mm-hmm. All right, so Naomi Asaka. She kept it G all the way from the from the dump. She was like two matches away from like being into the like you know the yeah, championship yeah, she's round. In the semifinals, yeah. Man. And she said fuck it and dipped on it and, and boycotted for real. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Mm-hmm. She ain't going back. She ain't about to play again. You know. And they go, you know, black woman again, holding down for the real niggas. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I truly tip my head up to that. That's also my hero highlight for her as well. So I'm gonna throw that out there for right now. Naomi Osaka, you know, she did that thing with that. Um, the football players in the, on the Saints team all had uh, Jacob Blake's name on their helmets yeah. during practice. Uh, I tip my head off to that. Um, Brian Erlacher. Well, before you even get into Brian Erlacher, I, I wanna just say this part of it. I think Barack's stance is you're still inspiring like the kids and black people by playing. Yeah, still wearing your shirt. So it's, it's like a double-edged yeah. sword of I understand why the players say we ain't trying to play because fuck we entertaining all these white people and we entertaining all these same lawmakers are not even doing right by us. That's real. But on the other end, it's like but then if we don't play, then the little kids that look up to us to be better to strive, they don't get to see us. Right. So it's like, what do you do? That's a hard one, yo. That's like yeah. I said. That's what I was saying earlier with the predominantly white institutions. Like you, you want to boycott them, but you, you gotta stay in there for represent, just for representation's sake. Because if if you if you're boycotting, you're not there. Like then they really win because you're not yeah, there. Exactly. No basketball don't win. Nobody want to watch white folks play basketball. <laughs> <laughs> boycotting <laughs> doesn't change. It's not going to make anything topple or dismantle anything from their perspective. Like they already have the money. They already have like everything they need. They don't need you in that, but they do. They do. I'm saying, especially in the NBA sense. Yeah. No, but I get. No, I get exactly what you're saying. Of like, especially when you take it out of the NBA. You know what I mean? Of uh, a lot of these big white corporations have a lot of now don't have a lot of black people there, and some of the black people that are there, they feel like, oh, I'm, I did something by letting, by allowing, or by hiring the black, the few black people that they have. Yeah. And it goes back to what we said before about the whole protesting gig in general of. There's many things that you need for change and progress to happen. Boycotting is just one of the tools and the weapons, and you gotta know when is it right to use that tool and who is it right for to use it. And if you're right. just one of the few black people in a predominantly white space, if you take yourself out of it, you're not helping us. You know what I mean? But if you're a bunch of black people in a predominantly white space that, that depend on black people, then you are doing something, because yeah. without you, shit don't rock so there's see, a difference i guess now i don't think about it i could see why boycotting especially if it's a predominantly like you got white folks up here black people down there but if there's more of us i could see where that that boycott comes from because they're like okay you don't even have you can't even be up there without us yeah they depend if they're dependent on us in any way right and we the large ass numbers, what the fuck? We got power, and that's real, but that's not right. every situation. Exactly, not all predominantly white institutions need people of color to to stay on top. But the NBA do, what you the saying, NBA Joe? The NBA does, yeah. And so <laughs> does the NFL. Yup. Oh, hell yeah. 
Negroes for life. Um, so like, um, oh yeah, back up to Brian Erlacher. Brian so, Erlacher. Uh, he went on there and kind of went on his racist rant. You know, if, if anybody don't know Brian Erlacher, he's the uh, linebacker for the Chicago Bears for a long time. One of the, he's a Hall of Famer dog. He's a monster on, on, on mm-hmm. his position. Like when, playing with Brian Erlacher, dog. He he's one of the most defensive. Best known to do it of all time. He retired, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah he retired. Okay. And, and the fact that he played for Chicago Black Ass City, and had that some he had so much support from the black fan base. Everybody loved Brian Erlacher, like a dog. So for him to come out and you find out he's right wing Trump supporter, and basically calling Jacob a, uh, the, the the kid that what's the kid that did the shooting? Uh, the uh, Ku Klux Cloud. Yeah, Ku Klux Cloud. Rittenhouse. Cloud yeah. Rittenhouse. They was calling him basically kind of a hero. And then basically saying, Jacob, you know, if you look at all the schematics, you know what I'm saying? And then Jacob, he has his record and all this other shit, wow. you know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, damn, Brian Erlacher, you you really showing your colors on that. And the whole Chicago uh, football team is kind of, like, fucked up by it. Yeah, it sucks. So that's, that's that on that. That sucks. I would rather be above board, though. Yeah, I would rather know that you're racist so I can just know not to fuck with you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Be proud about it. That's my problem. A lot of you niggas be in denial. Right. Be proud about your shit so Let I can know. know. Yeah. I know. No. I know you. I see you. Fuck you. Like, give me the option to not fuck with you. Please. Kenny Kenny, uh, Kenny Smith walked off of, uh, off of TNT. We talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that announced, uh, the, yeah, the commentator. Yeah, he walked off of TNT just to, in, you know, support of the, of, the, of the boycott. Stephen A. Smith spoke about it, how he was proud of the players for the boycott as well. It, it, the thing is, though, like, it's fucked up, though, that we got to relinquish a little bit of power that we had to work so hard for. You know what I'm saying? For 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 to get equal equalism from people who have all the power down there. Not even just equality. We got to do that just to get the attention on a problem. Just a right. motherfuckers. Not, even, not even to get the shit yeah. even solved. Just for you to even just see that there is some shit. It. You right. know what I'm saying? They got you know like that's the real shit you just right. said. We gotta relinquish real power for you to look at simple shit. Right. To look at simple shit. Just to look at it. My nigga. Hey, that's it. That's all you got, my dude. Yeah. Last part I'm gonna just put on that is Roger Goodell would probably talk about he wish he listened to. Oh, Cap. that shit, man! Shut up! Shut up! We should have listened, listened to Cap soon. Cause I lost so much money because of it. Dumbass! Fuck Roger! Oh fuck! I could have put him on any team if that was the case. Fuck! So we are gonna give a quick little hero highlight just cause Joe wanted to sound people out. Hero highlight. First up, of course, hero highlight the Chadwick Bulls, man. Yes. Rest in peace. Peace. Hero highlight to Naomi Osaka. That's her name, Naomi Osaka, because she, she really gave up her spot to get another trophy to be like, I'm a, and she said, I'm a, I'm a black woman first. And that's the thing. She, a lot of people try to make her the mixed yeah, person. And some people even try to make her the Asian yeah, person. Yeah, And Asian she said, no, up. no, fuck that. I'm a black woman. woman. And to even just to say that is real. You know what I mean? And third, I'm going to say Bum B. Because oh, yeah, my story dog, Bum B. Mm. that I didn't get to touch on in an in Etu Field of Stars, but I could just hit on it a little bit here. How Meg Thee Stallion, as a black woman, had to come for after trying to protect Tory Lanez, who shot her. And she finally came forward because people kept fucking with her and kept getting Tory Lanez side, kept camp, lying camp. on her and kept on facilitating these lies. As her as a black woman kept protecting this nigga, she decided, okay, let me keep it 100 since people want niggas to be real. Because right. I could have sworn everybody say keep it 100. I thought we respected real nigga shit. Right. So she said, okay, I'm about to keep it all the way 100. This nigga shot me because I was because we was having an argument and I walked away. I saw that shit. I was and, like, and, and, and in droves, we had niggas and some women, but a lot of motherfucking niggas defending Tory Lanez or been wondering, like, well, what, what did she do to get shot? Or uh, being on some of the most fuckiest of fuck shit in some defense. And here the worst part, calling her a snitch. She's a, a snitch. Fake. A fake. Because 
first and foremost, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all don't even know. Y'all don't even know, know what the fuck snitching right. is, dog. Like <laughs> snitch culture is really about if you in that criminal, if you in that criminal world, if you in that criminal world, and you in another criminal, caught. and y'all both doing shit, and y'all both got blood on your hands, and you got caught, you's wrong of you under those circumstances to rat on another nigga who's doing the same shit that you did. That's snitch shit. Right but guess snitch. what? Newsflash, people. If you ain't watch a fucking movie, even in that culture, it's full of snitches. So when y'all not even in the in the elements of criminality, be out here deciding I ain't gonna snitch when you ain't. What the fuck you need, nigga? That rapist need to go to jail. That abuser need to go to jail. This dumb nigga that shot a woman because she walked away from him need to be in jail. Understand the difference between a citizen and a fucking person that's involved in the criminal element, nigga. Everybody got these movies and this music in their head and got them fucked up. Yeah. Use your goddamn brain and the mere fact that we will turn on our own and be like, oh, she a snitch for talk, for telling on a nigga that's lying on her that shot her for no reason instead of being like, when has it ever been a real nigga move to pull a gun out on a woman and shoot her? Even in the gangster realms, women and children don't get right, fucked with right. if y'all won't even, be gangsters. Exactly. Even in that world, son, they got a fucking line. So where we at on this <laughs> on this episode of we hating black women are we at this point? Because at a point... At a point like when we look at, okay, these police are doing this on purpose. Of course, not all police, but these police are doing it on purpose. At a point, niggas, I got to look at, some of y'all don't like black women and y'all trying to hide it behind other bullshit. And this whole Meg situation has shown a lot of you niggas' colors, a lot of you niggas' skirts to me, man. So when I look at Waka Flocka and some other random rappers being like trying to even say anything in supportatory lanes and OG Bun B had to be the one to be like, man, that's some fuck-ass shit. Fuck Tory Lanez. It's like, damn, again, the OGs. Because I think we talked about this a lot of, of my, um, about like, damn, son. I guess I guess real everybody will be following oh. the same fucking code. Like, we nah, thought code was right. code. Code was code. fucking G-code does not even exist anymore. Like, that is a dying breed of fucking dude, bro. Bro. Like, these new new breeds, mm-mm. There, there is no code. Mm-mm. There is no fucking code. So, shouts out to Meg Thee Stallion. I'm going to give her a, sli- a lightweight hero highlight too because, motherfucker, you got shot and still bounce back with a popping video. Still bounce back getting oh, yeah, his money. Listen, she got a little web series. You know Bullets what I mean, Meg? She, she's still getting her business. She ain't letting that shit slow her down whatsoever. And big ups to the OG Bum B. Yes. Nigga try to push me. Shot two times. I'm still popping this pussy. Mm-hmm. Come oh, on, man. man. Let's go. And that was this episode of Flower Best Podcast. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hit us up at flywithbats at gmail.com. As we always say, we want you to be part of the conversation. Talk to us. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that is, you know, any comments you give us, any likes you give us, any stars you give us helps us bump up our status and get more eyes and ears on us. And it's very greatly appreciated. We see some of our download numbers going up. So tell your people about us. Keep telling your people about us. Follow us on Instagram at the Fly With Bats Show to see the visual component of what we do and how we be looking. And it's a very different show than what you got here on the audio. So I enjoy sending people there that are here and people that's there go, you know, vice versa. Go there. So yeah, man, as we get out here, this that actor guy Martin Bats Bradford. You can find me at Mr. Bats. Spell it, Mr. Otto. You're gonna find another cat for this episode. I'm out here. In me, D Mac, Instagram, French Bread Kid, and at your dig brand, your dig brand.com. Peace out. Pase Juan, your boy Alpha Joe, fresh out of the gumbo, still deep in the room. And if you're out in the streets and you're looking for me, you can find me on IG Alpha Joe, no E, 504, Facebook, Joseph Alpha Man Pines, 106. I'm out this bitch, man. And it's J Mix, uh, selfawaremillennial at gmail.com if you want to give a little holler. But you can also follow me on Instagram at the Selfaware Millennial. With self awareness comes self reflection. If you are ready for that, then my community is for you. 
please go check out because she talked about some real shit, man. She yeah. had this episode about non-monogamy. She had the one about the black theater spaces and racism and shit. Like, dude, yeah, like, check it out. you're getting into some topics, y'all. So please go check out the Self Aware Millennial Podcast. Go and subscribe. Thank you for Yes. Welcome. No, thank you for coming through, man. We're the crossover action. You hear me? Yes. Uh, as always, thanks for listening, y'all, and catch y'all on the other side. <laughs> Blue collars chasing green dollars. Don't worry about tomorrow. We gonna party tonight. Whether you work a nine to five or ten to six, just know that living life is a true benefit. So when it's time to clock out, it's time to rock out. Throw a party in your neighborhood and bring the block out. Let's take alcohol shots until we pass out. But when the cops come, we got to smash out. But listen on a serious note Don't let your workforce determine your happiness After the first, you probably still be in debt So live your life with no regrets You heard that money doesn't equal success Nope, success doesn't last if you're stressed Nope, and you're too blessed to be stressed So please have a vodka, cause God bless For my blue collars, chasing green dollars Don't worry about tomorrow, we gon' party tonight So get on down on the dance floor Girl, your shiny by the hand Let her know that she the one So get on down on the dance floor I got your man by the hand, let him know that he's the one So get on down on the dance floor Everybody try to have blue collars Hey, this is for the blue collars Chasing green dollars Even cash mans get grass stains Champagne